Hello and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Pick Aside Podcast. My name is Joel Moran and I'm here with Angel Velez, Joel Dells, and this is now episode 176. In this episode, we are going to give our first round winners and losers of the NFL Draft, react to big time wide receivers being traded, and more. A quick Patreon and YouTube member shout out to Danko Hawkins, Matthew Jimenez, Icon No Cap Anthony, Caleb, Travis, Drews the Goat, Holmes, Nyree, your boy Nick, Pim Chimpin, Jake the Snake, Corrupt, G-Bug, Kobe, Dylan, Afosa, Mason, Rico the One, Gentile Drew, Cade MVP, Mark, SP4Z Shot, Jordan What, Evan, Dylan, Joel is the Goat, Mayo, Andre, Matthew, Peter, Daniel, Ben, William, Ruthless Rootster, Sensei Stevie, Joel B, S.A. Crimes, Kevin S, Eagle Dollar, Tizzy, Corey, Get Funko, Dylan, Playboy, Orlando, Big Chuck, Michael, Greg, Cole, Liam, T. Grove, Tua Sucks on Car, Ryan, Epic Lankiness, Aaron, It's Black Ace, Anthony, BJ, PJs, Langston, Jazzy Juice, Johannes, Ruben, Dave, Muffins, John, Sean, Burner Hoops, Court Cousins, P. Dot, George, Hakari, Mateen, and Jay Aqua. Good old Jay Aqua, man. Let's go. So SP4Z Shot sent in um, a picture in the Discord that I saw this morning. And he took a picture with Josh Giddy. That's pretty nuts. Yeah, I think. I don't know what it was. Maybe it was like a camp. For like in Australia or something. Okay. And yeah, he took a picture with Josh Giddy. It's pretty, pretty cool. lit. He took a picture with a future Hall of Famer. Your message killed me. Which one? He said he took a picture with a future Hall oh, of Famer. Yeah, Jesus Christ. <laughs> it might be worth a lot of money one Could day. Be. Just try yeah. to get it NFT'd. I tried something different this episode. Instead uh, of putting a jersey up there, putting a sweater up there. It's vintage, vintage Super Bowl. I I don't know what number it is, but it was the Packers versus the Patriots. Yeah. I didn't even look back. I just, you know, mm-hmm. taking your Experience. guy's word for it. The NFL draft, the first round at least happened. The second round is going to happen while we're recording. So by the time this episode is done with, the draft uh, probably is going to be over for most of you guys. We're going to record again uh, Monday or Tuesday, a football episode. And in the midst of that, try to find where we're going to record basketball. But bring out the brooms, man. Bring out the brooms. In four? In four? Damn, bro. In four. Remember the fake confidence comment you had last time I was on the show? You telling me I had fake confidence in the seas? I think you do. And I think oh, it was just we coincidence. We just swept that. Coincidence? Yeah. We swept you them. You tweeted after game one, this series is going to take uh, time off my life. Spirit. Yeah, and games off one game and two one, it did. Yeah, of course. Game you three, first game. half. But then second half of game three and game four. Nothing. Okay, but you, Nothing. you there was a little bit of fear there. You act like you just like went we in. We had a game winning shot game one. God yeah. forbid I was up and down the entire game. NFL draft day one notes. Ian Rappaport tweeted this. At number twenty, Kenny Pickett was the latest first was the latest first quarterback drafted since Jim Drunken Miller in nineteen ninety seven. I don't Jim know Drunken what that Miller. means exactly. Was he nice? Let's see. But also Kenny Pickett is the first quarterback. Uh, well, this is the first draft that only one quarterback was taken in the first round since 2013, the E.J. Manuel one. They said it was a bad quarterback class, and the NFL agreed with them. Yeah, and in 2013, it was a bad one, too, and, you know, you took E.J. Manuel, and he yeah. wasn't good. He wasn't yeah. good at all. If you guys wanted to know, Jim Drunken Miller was not good by any means. He was number pick number 20, I assume. What team did he go 26th from? overall. He went to San Francisco 49ers. He played six games, 
and his two, career. 239 yards, one touchdown. I copied this tweet word for word. And just now, after reading it, am I noticing that it makes no sense. At number 20, Kenny Pickett was the latest first quarterback drafted since Jim Drunken Miller in 1997. Why doesn't it make sense? He was the latest first quarterback drafted. Since, he's saying. Since. What does that mean, though? Since 97. Mm-hmm. Since like, not, before that, since there was someone later. Went, oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah I Word. see. Okay. Makes okay. sense. A little bit confusing. A little there. wordy. Yeah. Why don't they just like throw in the EJ manual? And it's, a, it's much more digestible. But also... Six wide receivers went in the top 20, the most in the common era. Why do I feel like EJ Manuel was, like, number 10? He was fifteen. He was in the teens. Yeah, I think he was the 15th pick. And Georgia had five defensive players drafted, Speaking a record for a college since 1967. And no receivers taken by the Packers or Chiefs, which 16. we basically penciled them in to take at least one. So that was six, nuts. six was actually lower than I was expecting. I was expecting at least seven. I was going to say, you had an inclination that the Chiefs were going to go defense, but I don't think any of us with, expected. Well, McDuffie, yeah, with McDuffie there, I understand taking him. Oh, no, for sure. Loftus too, though. Loftus, yeah, he's yeah. good as well. But receiver, I mean... I kind of had, I mean, in our mock draft, I think I had them taking well, that's what two I, defenders. But that's what I just said. I yeah. said you had an inclination that they were yeah. going to go two we, defenders. I had the Packers taking two receivers, and I should have known they never take receivers. I'd at it's least been 20 years. Receiver or running back or tight end. Or tight end. Yeah. Crazy. Packers the shocking thing, the, sh- the shocking part about the draft, it was the first pick in the draft, uh, Trayvon Walker. Now, it wasn't that shocking. The lead it wasn't up to shocking. It, it, it wasn't like, shocking. But, but this was the most under wraps we knew about number one for a while. For like sure. we knew obviously Trevor Lawrence and Kyler's and Joe Burrow's years before. This was the most under wrapped number one. I don't one know if been it's under while. wraps because we kind of knew it was going to be. Trayvon. But up until this week, we thought it was Hutchinson, and then within the last few days before the draft, that's when Walker started getting mm-hmm. more steam. You think so? I think like we've known Trayvon to the Jacks for like a, a week and a half. I would say 15 minutes before the draft, I knew. That Did we have Trayvon Hutch go one or too. Trayvon in our mock? We had Hutch. Because you want Hutch. I, want, I had oh, the first pick, yeah. right? Yeah. That's, yeah, well, that's what I would have done. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, yeah. I think that Hutch was the good idea for sure. But yeah, Hutchinson is a better player. Um, so Trayvon Walker was the first pick. Now, was this a big mistake by the Jaguars? Now, I think this was. And I'll be honest, had it not been for the Jaguars selecting Devin Lloyd later in the draft, I would think this day would was an absolute travesty for them. Trayvon Walker is not a first overall pick. I understand that the physical upside is there and Trent Baalke, like he thinks Trayvon reminds him of Alden Smith. Alden Smith had 11 and a half sacks as a freshman in college. Like Alden, Alden Smith was proven like he had a track record. Trayvon wasn't even recruited as an edge rusher. He was recruited as a defensive tackle, 26 recruit in the 2019 class. He went to Georgia to play defensive tackle, but they were players in front of his position. So he transitioned to edge, freshman season, nose tackle, positional change in 2020. He moved to the outside. He had one sack and two tackles for loss. And in this past season, his first full season as a starter, he had he had five, um, six sacks and seven and a half tackles for loss. Now, most of the time, he was when he played on the edge, he wasn't lined up outside the tackle. He was lined up in front of the tackle, which damaged his production. But this is his production in college is one of the least productive edge rushers since 2008 selected in the top five. And those players were Deion Jordan, like Ziggy Ansah, Tyson Jackson. All these guys who had great combines as well. Yeah, Tyson Jackson, third pick by the Jags in 2009. We, we know the Jags aren't a great drafting team. 
Tyson Jackson bust. Deion Jordan bust. Ziggy Ansah, until his injury, was a productive player. But that's the high end that you're getting with Trayvon Walker. And this is one of the more unproven first overall picks that we've ever seen. And if you're drafting a player with the first overall pick, this is the he's first overall pick means the best player in the draft. The player should be proven. It shouldn't be an unproven player. Snaps outside the tackles. Trayvon Walker at 529. Uh, 49% of his pressures were unblocked or clean up. 10%. He had a 10% pass rush win rate uh, with stunts and blitzes removed. I just don't know how you can justify him being number one overall. It's just, I think, to me, a Trent Balky loving this guy, loving his upside and potential, and now getting him. I would have loved the Hutchinson and Josh Allen duo, but it turns out we're going to get Trayvon Walker and Josh Allen. And Trayvon Walker is a good run defender, but, I mean, you're telling me you're drafting a defensive tackle at number one who, I mean, probably isn't even the best defensive tackle in the draft at that position. Like, Jordan Davis is a better prospect. He's not complete. He's 260. So that's why for me, I just I think this was a bad pick. And had it not been for Devin Lloyd, I think the, the Jaguars lost this day. But Devin Lloyd is somebody who slipped to them. Um, two time Dick Butkus <laughs> Award winner, Pac twelve defensive player of the year. He actually could have went to the draft last year. He stayed because he wanted to lead Utah to their first Pac twelve championship in honor of two of his teammates who were killed by gun violence. He led them to the Pac-12 title. He won. He had a pick six in that game, and he's just a freak athlete. And now that Miles Jack is gone, he's going to definitely be a starter there. You could pencil him in there. So that's why I was very high on the Devin Lloyd pick. Very good in coverage, 53.9 passer rating allowed and 340 uh, coverage snaps. So he was he was more worthy of the first overall pick than, oh than Trayvon Walker, <laughs> oh if man. I'm being honest. He could rush the passer too, but I don't know if I'm going that like, far. Tra- Trayvon Walker, I just thought this was a horrible pick. This was a Jaguars pick. and the, Horrible? You're, all right, you're getting this very exaggerated. No, this is Devin Lloyd's more deserving. Devin Lloyd is more deserving of no, that. No, because if Walker pick. hits as an edge rusher, he's going to be a really, really good edge rusher. If you hit on a middle linebacker, it's not as They were you know, drafting off potential and ceiling. And, and that where, listen, I think we're all going to agree. We wouldn't have gone Trayvon Walker. I think we all would have went Aiden Hutchinson. And this is going to be one of the few times where all three of us do agree on something. However, I'm not going to go as far to say, like, it was terrible, god-awful. It was. That's it depends. Uh, listen, me personally, I'm not trying to, especially a team that has the number one overall pick, aka you need the most help. Clearly, you can't take a chance. You can't gamble. This was a gamble. Taking Trayvon Walker is a gamble because you're banking on him developing into this physical freak. Well, he's already a physical freak, but statistically, using these physical attributes to lead to being a statistic dominant type player, and, and that when you're the 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 Jacksonville Jaguars is a gamble that you can't afford to really take right now. You have Trevor Lawrence. You want to put him on a team that is ready to go immediately. You want to utilize this rookie contract of Trevor Lawrence while you can. Once this time's up, then you're going to have to probably trade, uh, pay Trevor Lawrence. Then then that's when the team really starts to to have its tolls taken, and, and you really can't afford to, to, to spend money elsewhere to, to benefit Trevor Lawrence as much. So you needed to, to do whatever you can to, benef- to to maximize this time slot that you have. Aiden Hutchinson is the safest pick here. 
He was the best pass rusher in college last season. And to take a gamble on Trayvon Walker, that's where I have my issue. You said it perfectly. It's a very Jaguars pick. Leading up to the draft, there was reports going out that the GM, owner, and head coach all wanted different guys. And I believe they were down to four players. I'm assuming it was the two edge rushers and the two tackles, Icky and Evan Neal. I would have liked him more if they went Icky instead of Hutchinson or even Evan Neal. As long as you get someone who helps Trevor Lawrence immediately instead of passing up on the best pass rusher for the second best pass rusher. And I understand the upsides there for Walker, right? (laughs) But the reason why Walker got all this hype and really shot into the top five, I mean, he was minus 700 to go top five, which is absolutely ridiculous. Before the combine, he was going to be a first-round pick, but we were talking to him more top 10, top 15. But then he goes runs a 4-5, and everyone freaks out and acts like they've never seen an edge rusher before in their life. I understand that Walker, it's it's ridiculous. Hutchinson ran a 4-7. Which is also ridiculous for his size, still in the 90th percentile in terms of people of his, you know, height and weight. But in the most, in the most important drills for edge rusher in the short shuttle in the three cone, Hutchinson put up better numbers. So the drills that actually mattered the most for edge rushers, Hutchinson was more impressive in. And Walker, while he did, he had him be in the broad jump, in the vertical, in the 40. Obviously, I, I get all of that. But then you have to take into account the production. Hutchinson just in his final season had 14 sacks, 10 tackles for loss. Walker, in his career at Georgia, had 11 sacks, 9 tackles for loss. So we're just talking about one season. Hutchinson cleared him by himself. Like, I understand that Walker had a lot more talent around him. They had five guys going the first round on that Georgia defense, and a few of them were on the defensive line as well. But you have to take into account the production that Hutchinson was going to be able to bring with you, and as, as well as the floor, because you want a guy, number one, you want the upside, but you also want the floor. And I don't see Walker and Hutchinson ceiling as that far apart. I think both of these guys, if they hit, could be really good edge rushers. But Hutchinson has just proven it year in and year out ever since he, he really stepped into Michigan. He put up great combine numbers for everything that I saw. He was great in, in interviews. I mean, Walker was as well. I don't think that's an issue or anything. Um, but in terms of the combine, which really set them apart, I don't get it because the most important drills Hutchinson was more impressive in. So the one area I think that the Jaguars looked at um, and maybe – you know, made it sealed it for them was the arm length because that's one area where Hutchinson that's is true. really, you know, I think he's in like the 30th percentile. He has 32 inch arms. Walker has 35 and a half inch arms, which are really long for his size. And the reason why it's so important is for edge rushers and for offensive linemen blocking them, whoever gets their arms or hands on the defender or offensive tackle first is going to probably win that rep, right? If you're able to get as an edge rusher into the offensive lineman's chest first, you have a better chance of getting around him. Same thing if the offensive tackle is able to get on the edge first, you have a better chance of containing him. So that might be one area where the Jaguars um, looked at and said, you know what, let's get the guy with the longer arms because he has a better chance of winning each individual rep, even though Hutchinson showed time and time again in Michigan, it didn't matter. You're right. And you said it perfectly. I'm going to stand by what I said. Trayvon Walker is not even a top four (laughs) pass rusher in this draft or edge rusher. Kayvon Hutchinson. Jermaine Johnson at 26. You weren't even that high on him at 10, so I don't want to hear this. No, at four, I wasn't. Well, four, obviously. But, no, we spoke about 10. You were like, I don't want it. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have taken Trayvon Walker at 10. Uh-huh. But Bro, when you're I'm, crazy. No, I'm not crazy. You're crazy. What I'm, saying, what I'm saying is that to not even take the best player at the position, a top three player at the position with the first overall pick is just ridiculous. I would have taken Kayvon over Trayvon, personally. I like Kayvon more, too. And look at just moves the Jaguars have made. Like, yeah, they have gotten Trevor Lawrence help, but... Help is correct. Yeah, That's so well they, said. They've, got, they've gotten him help. You know, Christian Kirk is help. 
uh, when you, they probably could have traded for like Hollywood on draft night and you know had a better receiver. Oh my god, that would have been cool. They got Not Trevor cool Lawrence. They got Trevor Lawrence help with you know these big time free agent signings that they overspent for. Brandon Scherf hasn't been able to stay healthy. You had a uh, I think Brandon Linder retired. So Brandon Linder retiring should be all more the reason to go with an offensive tackle or Icky because uh, he can play guard and tackle with that first overall pick. I just don't know what the Jaguars are doing. And I, I know, I know, I know. Do we ever know? I, I know people are going to be like, oh, you just watch the Jaguars. Come on. Let's, let's, now, be I real. feel them because I feel be the real. same way whenever I listen to whatever media or it's on YouTube real. talk about the Jets saying the same old Jets. I understand Jaguars are going to feel the same way. We're there's talking about there's the a Jaguars. difference, though. There's, there's a difference. There's a shift now. In, in, there's in there's Jets, a shift. Did you see I quoted, uh, I quoted the tweet of all the three first round picks with Jalen Brown's energy is about to shift. Because uh, uh, the energy is about to uh, shift in New York. It is. It is. And I feel it. He's good, man. I don't think anybody feels the energy shifting in Jacksonville. The only thing people feel is that Trevor Lawrence is going to live up to the height that he had coming out of college. And if he does that, then he can raise the Jaguars' floor because he'll mask a lot of their deficiencies. But Trevor Lawrence had a horrible rookie season. Not great. If When you talk about the rookie quarterback, I mean, Davis Mills had a better season. Zach Wilson had a better season. Trey Lance. Barely. Trey yeah. Lance. Down the stretch. Yeah. Trey Lance in his Trevor limited didn't play. Have a stretch he like didn't that. have a stretch. You're right. Trey Lance in his limited play. Mac Jones. Okay, reach. Mac Jones, yes. Four four quarterbacks had a better season than, than Trevor Lawrence. And when we talk about situation. Justin Fields, no. He did not. This guy is so narrative-based. It's insane. Da- Davis Mills was in equally awful a situation as Trevor Lawrence. When you talk about offensive line, I'm weapons, running I'm game, and he was better. Uh, Brandon Cooks is better than everyone on the Jaguars, yeah. but 100% right. I understand what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, I understand what you're saying, but the Texans also have an awful offensive awful. line. Yeah. Awful, awful. You also have Urban Meyer, True. which helps. True. Oh, David Culley so much better. They're, David Culley's not good, too, but Urban Meyer was an absolute disaster. doesn't get worse than him. And Mills had some good coaches around him. Yeah, he had your boy. Yeah, Pep Hamilton. Yeah. I love that. I love that for him. I'm not saying I don't, but Trevor Lawrence... He, he gets, like, it, it's just weird to me because... He shouldn't have a pass because Trevor Lawrence comes in. He's the high, highest-touted prospect of all time. You need to come in and you need to show that you it's, are it, it's weird. everyone thinks that you are. It's weird because Trevor Lawrence has gotten all these excuses for not being good as rookie season, and he's just a rookie. I understand it. But people mostly made those excuses because everybody penciled him in as a surefire prospect. Oh, yeah, for sure. And everybody said, there is no chance he fails. Year one, he fails, and everybody's like, oh, no, but... Look, 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 look at this. Look at this. Look at all this. Look at all this stuff, though. He has year two. Colts went 2-14, and, and Andrew Luck came in and was great right away. If you, you notice. This, this was supposed to be this generation's Andrew Luck. If you notice. You know what I mean, generation. This is what this I've noticed. Period. Before the 2021 draft, the quarterbacks everybody liked were Lawrence, Fields, Lance. That's who everybody liked. The ones that got heavily criticized were Zach Wilson and Mac Jones. Zach Wilson didn't have a did good rookie. Did he get rookie. criticized? Zach yes. definitely no, did. At the yeah. draft? Uh, draft? Yeah. yeah. Really? Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he got so, yeah. I don't know, man. After his pro day, I feel like everyone was on the same page. No, no. This guy's yeah, after have... everyone said, oh, are you going to draft him based on one throw in the pro day? And like, it he wasn't, wasn't just phenomenal yeah, at BYU. Exactly. And not only that, but they also had clips of him looking, having, he, he looked as if he had anxiety at the draft. And they made a lot of jokes about him. He went viral on draft night because of those stuff. I didn't see that. Yeah. It, he it also was, was only dominant one year at BYU, too. It wasn't yeah. like Fields who did multiple And seasons. then Mac Jones, everybody's like, oh, look, Alabama, uh, not mobile, all this other stuff. 
And those were the two ones that were most hated on. Zach Wilson, I understand, is a wait and see. But Mac Jones already showed year one he's going to be yeah. at least a good quarterback. Yeah, for sure. But people are still finding excuses to say, oh, no, but Mac Jones, this is this is a ceiling, though. This is a ceiling. You know, they're still finding ways to criticize Mac Jones. I don't hate that. I don't. I hate that because it's not his ceiling. The only reason why statistically, statistically, it's not his ceiling. The but reason, I understand, yes, like play, yes, like how he yes, played. Correct. Yeah. Correct. I know what you're saying, but th- that they've made excuses for Fields. They've made excuses for Lawrence. Fields deserves excuses. Lawrence, not so oh, much. So Lawrence, deser- Lawrence doesn't, but Fields does. I mean, come on, the Bears. You can say that that is a worse situation than the Jaguars. No. At least Trevor Lawrence has a no, decent no. offensive line. No. Decent. This guy, uh, excuse it's, me. It's hard for me to, I have Fields to give Trevor not, a pass, though. No, I'm giving him a pass. Urban Listen, Meyer I'm giving, Urban I'm Meyer. giving Trevor Lawrence Coach a pass. Coach is the most pass, important thing. But I'm just saying, Fields gets a pass. He yeah. 100% Well, no, everyone it. gets, I once, think by every, the end of the second year, we'll know. Every rookie quarterback gets a pass. I'm not trying to bash Trevor Lawrence. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is that there's a... Inherent, there's an implicit bias. It's 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 clear that everybody there's a consensus belief that Lawrence gets a pass when they don't want to give these other quarterbacks a pass. Even Mac Jones, who was I mean runner up for Rookie of the Year, is is getting more criticized than Trevor Lawrence, and for what reason? It makes no sense. Had Mac Jones went to Jacksonville, he wouldn't have looked that bad. I promise you, he wouldn't. People want to confirm their their biases or whatever they thought before the draft. So without a doubt. It's the uh, it's the draft community, the draft, mm. the draft uh, dorks, the draft dorks, <laughs> the draft dorks. The narratives, the draft dorks come. It's up. always narratives. Yeah. It's always narratives. Draft Everything dorks. is narrative based. Everyone. Yeah. Thinking about it Not too us. much. Not us. Mac Jones is just a little bit different. Yeah. In terms of take his poise and moxie, you were taking him number one. Yeah. I mean, look, I actually, <laughs> I actually was sitting here and I actually forgot about. All the stuff that you don't like about Mac Jones, and I Let's know see, what's all the stuff. Well, it's not. You think, all you think two is better? It's, That's it's, what he's going to yeah. say. The you one thing you don't like about Mac Jones is that you understand he's better than Tua, and you and don't no, want to no, give him that. I don't, him don't that think edge. he believes that one there's percent. Not, his there's body. he doesn't believe that. There's nothing that Mac he thinks Tua is going to be better than Joe Burrow. It's funny though because if you if you think Tua is going to be this great quarterback, which you do, you say like he's going to have a top ten season. You should chest. you should not think Mac Jones has a limited ceiling if you think that, or at least this is his ceiling. Because I understand he has a limited one, but I think Mac Jones is going to, when it's all said and done, fall within that Kirk Cousins, uh, I agree tier where he's going to be a, a starter for a long time. And you surround him with a good roster, feel, he can take you far. I feel like Mac Jones' comp for me is Ryan Tannehill. Mm, I don't. I'm not too fond of that. Let me ask you He's a question. He's not as mobile as Tannehill. Knowing, Ten, oh, okay. knowing what we know now, if you're the Cowboys last year with the 10th overall pick, I know they took Micah, uh, but knowing what we know now. They traded back too. Would you have paid Dak Prescott that big time money or just taken Mac Jones at 10? I would have given Dak his money. That's a great question. I would have taken Mac I'm Jones leaning, at 10. I'm leaning to pay I would Mac take Mac Jones Mac. and have that cap space. I don't think Cowboys have made it work. You get Michael Parsons, who's oh, they made it work, but they also just let um, Randy Gregory walk. Uh-huh. Amari had let, to get let's traded. Be, let's be, let's be honest leave. here. If Mac Jones is on that Cowboys roster right now, do they not finish with the same record they did this past similar. season? It's very similar. They are the same exact team, in my opinion, with Mac. Dak's Jones. better, but I don't think it's a hundred forty or however much he, whatever. I don't remember what he got. How many wins did they win this past season? 
think they had 11, 11 wins. Yeah, well, they won the division. That's what matters. Yeah. Do they not win the division with Mac Jones? They win it with him. This past season, they definitely would have won it with Mac Jones. I don't. Yeah, I don't think Mac and Dak are. At least Mac ceiling is incredibly. They far won twelve. Off. They won twelve. Yeah, they definitely. Uh, maybe win. they win ten or eleven with Mac. They definitely win those games with Mac Jones. They win the division. With but Mac being Jones. able to save that money and bring well, back won. all the guys, keep keep Amari, keep Gregory. That's what does it for me. It's just the money component because I think Dak's gonna be a better quarterback yeah. long term. I don't think Mac has Dak ceiling, but I don't think it's incredibly far off because we think Dak's around the tenth best quarterback. Yeah, just I mean he's not ten. No, no <laughs> way in hell he's ten. He's not top 10. He's 11-12. He's, he's okay, bro, okay, sure. <laughs> he said he's not 10. He's 11-12. The 10th best quarterback is like Kyler Murray, though. There's a gap. Yeah, oh, no. Yeah, there's a tier off. And he's not there's Matt Ryan either. Okay. He's not. So what I'm saying is that this past season as a rookie, Mac Jones led the Patriots to the playoffs, right? He doesn't have the receivers deck Prescott has. The offensive line is similar. The Patriots have a better running game, but the running back talent on the Cowboys – is better and the Cowboys had a better defense this past season than the Patriots. Mac the Jones Pats went on a stretch though where their defense was so, shut out. Yeah, but when asking that question, I would definitely if if the Cowboys are redoing this, I wouldn't pay Dak. I draft Mac Jones and the Cowboys are the same team with Mac Jones than they are you don't, currently with you, you Dak don't Prescott. Have, you don't have Micah's presence. Dak got four years, hundred sixty. So yeah, forty a year. That's saving. the only reason why I would I would probably not take Mac just because of how dominant Micah That's is. It. Yeah, because it's Micah and Dak. Or it, yeah. Micah yeah. has Defensive Player of the Year ceiling yeah. on him. Yeah, it's Micah, it it's Micah 35 mil Dak or Mac Jones. And you can sign free agents. I'm yeah. doing, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with the route that they took. Well, they're not going to win the NFC East. Oh, hell no. They're screwed. <laughs> they're screwed. I like the Eagles a lot. On to the next topic. Uh, the Detroit Lions. Now, the Lions... They've been a laughing stock. I feel like the Lions and the Jets right now are two teams that have been laughing stocks for a long time, but are finally trending upwards. For I, sure. I include the Giants in there too. Yeah. Now we know they drafted Aiden Hutchinson with the second overall pick, home run pick without a doubt. But the surprise move was Jamison Williams trading up in the draft to now go get Jamison Williams. What do you think about this move? How dangerous does this make uh, the Lions' offense? Are we going to see 2018 Jared Goff? Ooh. I want to start with you. Jameson's your guy. I was definitely happy to see Jameson getting taken relatively early. I was sh- I was shocked to see Olave taken before Jameson Williams. Paul. There was there must have been some type of worry within the Saints organization with Jameson Williams' health injury. And you have Michael Thomas, who you can't rely on. You can't have two worries. So I maybe that's the only way I understand. But for the Lions to come in and swoop in to steal Jamison Williams like that, to pair with Amon Raw, you have DeAndre Swift already paired with Jamal Williams in that backfield. Now it's a matter of Jared Goff, you know, being able to elevate these guys to be successful in this offense. We saw Amon Raw down the stretch of the season be dominant, be arguably, I, I would say he's probably the 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 third third best rookie receiver last season. You had Jamar, you had Waddle, and then you had. You had Amon Ra. He was extremely productive. You had him in fantasy. He Would was you rather more. have Amon Ra or Elijah going forward? Elijah Moore? Wow. That is an excellent question. Elijah, he showed flashes earlier than Amon Ra did. I would, hurt, yeah. I would probably go Elijah for the route running. Uh, but it, that's really close. That's a really good question. But this offense is 
very dynamic, very explosive offense. Amon Ross showed that he can be very productive, and Jameson Williams is just one big play waiting to happen. DeAndre Swift was dominant when he was playing, both as a receiving back and a regular running back. DeAndre Swift is an extremely great talent. It's just a matter of the way that they use him and, and if he's going to be able to stay healthy because that was an issue down they the stretch They used him for perfectly him last year, though. For, absolutely. And with Jared Goff checking down as much as he does? No, for sure. And that was a concern coming to the season, and they completely threw that away. And the Lions having a solid offensive line. They have done a great job of putting guys in front of the quarterback. Now it's a matter of Jared Goff can elevate his play to bring the, the Lions to that next level. The defense still needs some work. Aiden Hutchinson, home run pick like we mentioned, for him to fall to two and for him, for them to arguably get the best rusher in the draft when they desperately best needed player. that, yeah. for sure. Excellent move for them. I love this draft by the Lions. We're going to talk about winners later, and you can 100% bet that the Lions will I mean, be there. with you... I assume you had Aiden Hutchinson as the best player. Oh, for sure. And you have Jameis Williams as the best receiver. There we go. So, I mean, what more can you ask for a team? Big Lions fan this year. Oh, absolutely. I disagree with what you said about Jared Goff elevating his play. I feel like the Lions are putting Jared Goff in a position where he can be Jared Goff but still look good because the surrounding parts around him are very good. So would you say what they're doing is what the Dolphins are doing with Tua? Yeah. Okay. For sure. In what sense? <laughs> that they're just putting phenomenal playmakers around their limited quarterback. Two is limited now? Yes. <laughs> and that's enough. I mean, like you could, like Kirk Cousins is limited. He's still a really good quarterback. In what sense is Kirk Cousins limited though? He doesn't have the ability to throw off platform like the top guys do. He's not as mobile as the top guys as well. He's not. I don't know. I disagree. You think Tua can make the same... Cross body throws that Josh Allen Mahomes okay, Herbert come on, but that that's that's, that's limited. That's, that's limited. A limited I, I guess. Can he we're run? talking about how many people can do that in the NFL. Can he run like Zach Wilson? I, I've seen Zach make some very similar throws. He made you know, one. Yeah, he's he made, made some. One. No, he made more than he one. Made one. He made more than like, one. You guys have taken this one throw and say Zach Wilson's arm. He made is multiple unlimited. in yes. the Tennessee can, game. Can he? Can he? Made he multiple. Can Tua make a run like Zach? The one against the Jaguars at fifty yard. Can Can Zach Wilson run over a defender the way that Tua can? No, maybe no, <laughs> maybe yeah. I don't. I wouldn't want Zach. Yeah, to do I don't that, want him to do that. No, I, I yeah, because well, one, he doesn't have the capabilities, and two, he probably doesn't. He's have, probably we, can, we can't. Uh, I was gonna say we're not gonna talk nah, about Zach being I, hurt with Tua. Yeah, I, 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 I literally was about to go. Okay. And I Zach might tear up his shoulder if he does that. That's why I don't want him yeah. to do that. He's too pretty to do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, no, I mean you can't ask for more if you're the Lions. If you're the, if you're a Lions fan right now, you have gone through a lot of suffering. Shout out my boy Sean. He's gone through a lot of suffering, and for the Lions to hit a home run the way that they did is absolutely huge, without a doubt. Yeah. Uh, I thought you wanted to go on with Jared Goff and all that's your guy. So that's it. So I'll answer that. Jared Goff is never my guy. <laughs> Let, let's be <laughs> real. I feel like you kind of like him more than the average it, guy. If, I do definitely. If you're Jared Goff, because people think he's like you have the worst to, quarterback in the NFL. He's like the twentieth no. best. I'll say he's like 16, 18. Nah, 20. No, no, no I'm way too high. I think 18, 20. Between him and Jalen Hurts. Oh is like God. that no. not an argument? No, it's not. It's not. Yes, it is. No, it's not. Um, it is. You, said, you said Mitchell Trubisky over Jalen Hurts. That's Jesus. close. That's Dude, that, close. I feel like that's, you could take that back right now. They just got A.J. Brown. You want to take that back? Well, just because he has his spectacular season with one of the best wide receivers in the NFL doesn't mean that he's a better quarterback. Okay, and Mitch has Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, Najee Harris, too. Well, he might not even start now because they got Kenny Pickett. If Kenny Pickett beats him out, there's no way in God's name you could say Mitch is better than Jalen Hurts. Well, unless Kenny Pickett's really, really good. <laughs> Go on. What are you going to say, Drew? Um, that he does need to elevate. Because if you're the Lions, you can't continue to, to live – Underneath the bottom of that division, yeah. that division now that Rodgers is not throwing to anyone of relevance, you need to 
to really try and put yourself in a position to contend for that division. And I don't think that's next season, but if Jared Goff decides to elevate, maybe they could fight for a wild card spot. Look, I love this because I know there was a lot of smoke around maybe Malik Willis being the second overall pick, which I thought was Thank crazy. Thank Christ they didn't do that, man. Because now they can get him in the second round. I mean, they could possibly get him. I think the Vikings hold their pick, though. Yeah, they don't have um, a pick till the 60s, yeah. I want to say. That would have been a mistake. I think the Lions are doing a great job. I said this on Twitter. I tweeted this out. That there is not a weakness on the Lions offense. And what I mean by that is that there is no position on the Lions offense currently that you look at and say, that's a dire position of need. Last year, it was wide receiver. They now have Jamison Williams. Amon Ross St. Brown has shown that he can be a capable receiver in the NFL. They signed DJ Chark. They have two, four, three guys, and Jamison's going to be ready for camp. He's, he's healing faster than people are expecting. TJ Hawkinson, they don't need tight end. Offensive line, Great. Taylor Decker, Panay Sewell, Frank Ragnow, Jonah Jackson, Vatai. There's no dire need at running back. DeAndre Swift, there's not a dire need. And I know Jared Goff gets a lot of shit, but he's not a horrible quarterback. He is closer to 20 than he is 15, but... He is a cable, capable quarterback, and he can win games if the supporting cast around him is good enough. So you look at the Lions, and there's not one position on offense where you say, wow, that position sucks on their roster. It's not that way. And then defensively, they're getting better. Hutchinson, Michael Brockers, who's average, and Romeo Quara was injured last year, but he's going to be healthy this upcoming season. In 2020, he had a breakout season, and the Lions then paid him. And then you also have rotational pass rushers in Charles Harris and Julian O'Quara. The, the Lions are building something good. They brought in Deshaun Elliott, Gerard Davis, who was their former first-round pick, and Mike Hughes, who had a good season as a corner with the Chiefs. The Lions are building something good right now. They, they I think they're ways away on defense. They need to bolster up that secondary, Correct. their linebackers, and you know get a outside of Aiden Hutchinson, which we're projecting them to be you know good right away. You're banking on guys like Romeo Cora who have only had one great year of production. So defensively, I think they're ways away. Offensively, they're they can a, put up points. Offensive offensively, they're an upgrade from Jared Goff away from making a big time leap on They have the second best offensive core in that division. I mean, obviously Chicago is terrible. So the saying, Packers are terrible. You're saying Minnesota, Minnesota, Lions. yeah, Jetta Stealing, Dalvin the, Cook. The Sorry defense, to the defense needs to be better. Yeah. they were ranked 31st, 31st in scoring. They were terrible. That's Dan Campbell's specialty. So I believe, in, and I was kind of skeptical in Campbell, but he showed they have fight. They have grit. Um, so shout out to Detroit. It looks like they're turning things around, and I think they're okay with Jared Goff one more season. You know, let him I ride agree. out. He'll he'll put up a decent season. I mean, this past year statistically, he was not that bad. I know PFF rated him as like the 32nd best quarterback or whatever, Eesh. but he really wasn't that terrible. I think. I think, um, you know, I know they, was he out? No, I mean, 19 touchdowns, eight picks. Yeah, which is pretty which good. Which is what, it's average. It's, it's whatever. But for it's what, what you're getting from Jared, from Jared Goff, yeah. you know, I mean, they tied with the Steelers who were a playoff team. I know they, they were without Ben, but even still. Um, but in terms of Jamison Williams, this has the potential to change everything for this offense. You know, Jamison, who was the guy who I wanted the Jets to take at 10, he wasn't my wide receiver one, but I thought he brought 
something the Jets desperately needed at 10. And the same thing with Detroit, because you have Amon Ra, who's probably more of a possession receiver. Definitely. Um, DJ Chark's on a one-year deal. Hawkinson, again, probably attacking over the middle of the field more than a vertical threat. And DeAndre Swift, who's great out of the backfield. But Jamison really opens up the offense. So you have someone with electric speed. You know, if he would have ran the 40, it wouldn't surprise <clears throat> me if he ran the four twos. So you bring someone in who has the ability for defenses to have to respect the deep ball. And I know Jared Goff, you know, it's been some years since he's really shown the ability to to show off his arm. But now yeah. you have someone like Jamison who could take the top off of, of defenses. And it has to be even sweeter for Detroit fans because they traded up with the Vikings. So the Vikings are going to have to go against Jamison Williams for the next however many years and know they're the reason why Detroit had them. And if you look at what they gave up, they got picks 12 and 46, which is the second round pick. They gave up 32, 34, and 66. So they traded back in the second round and gave up an extra third round pick to move up twenty spots in the first round. To me, I thought they came away like bandits with Correct. that deal. Like this I thought, crazy tra- was this an a easy trade, trade. especially easy. in division as Correct. well. Like not in a million years would I do that trade with my division rival, knowing that I'm gonna have to go up against Jamison Williams, especially with the Vikings who have struggled on defense over the last couple of years. They have no secondary at all. Um, they they, they respect, drafted uh, respect Cam Dance. I was, I was gonna say they drafted uh. Lewisine. I was going to say with but the 32. That yeah. He's a safety. He's yeah, good, though. He's really good. He is, he is good. Um, and then lastly on Jameson Williams, I know everyone labels him as like the speed threat, but he's he's more than that. 84% of his yards, 85% of his yards came when he was deemed open by PFF. So it's not like he's this Henry Ruggs type of guy where everyone just thinks he's a vertical threat. He's a good route runner. He's great after the catch as well. So the 49ers, while we're deeming him as this vertical threat, he's going to be able to do things over the middle of the field as well. You're going to get Definitely. him on screens and jet passes and or jet uh, handoffs, everything like that, and get him and use him in space because once you get the ball in his hands, there is might not be anyone in the NFL who's going to be able to catch up with him. Yeah, I agree with everything that you said. The Vikings, I don't think... Look, I, I right now would have the Vikings win in the division. Vikings should have stayed there and taken Jameson Williams. That would have been nuts. I would have. I would have either taken Kyle Hamilton or Trent McDuffie. Yes, they needed secondary desperately, but with Thielen getting older, Jed is there, and and we see the blueprint already. You add weapons to a squad, you get better. But but truth be told, it's like the Vikings. Offensively, they don't need anything. They're offensively line maybe, but yeah. But even then, you drafted Christian Darrisaw last season for sure. Their offensive line got better. Definitely, Bradbury's definitely the one there where you're, you're like, okay, mm-hmm. like you definitely need to upgrade that and add guard as well. <clears throat> but look at Minnesota; their only needs are free safety. Yep, because Harrison Smith is there, but they don't have free safety. Corner. They traded back, but they got Lewis Sin, who they wanted, who is. He's a really good player. He's really good. I mean, he's like a jet. He started as a freshman at Georgia. Yeah. That should tell you all you need to know. And then, yeah. at pick thirty four. They, they're going to go corner, I believe. It's either going to be corner or Malik Willis. You think they go Booth? I think it's a possibility they go Booth. So you get Andrew Booth. You have Patrick Peterson, who just came back. Um, you also have Cameron Dancer, who's not bad. Cameron Dancer's an okay corner. You, th- you think they should have taken um, Kyle Hamilton? I feel like that's they have Harrison Smith. Yeah, that that's the only thing. It would have been an upside pick. I think McDuff- it would have been, been, re- been it would have been yes, a Harrison re- Smith yes, replacement. replacement for sure. But even Lewis Sin between him and Kyle Hamilton, I know this can sound a little bit, a little bit crazy. For the value, they do different things. Though. It, yeah, for the Lewis, value, yeah. I don't know if, if it's that far off. Like I think Lewisin is going to be a big time player. Yes, I think it's pronounced scene, but I'm pretty Sin? sure okay, yeah, Lewisin he's going to play more of a free safety role. He's going to be that single high safety because he has ridiculous speed. He's going to be able to play everything on the field. While Hamilton's going to play more of the strong safety role that uh, Harrison Smith already does, defending yeah. the run, tight ends, stuff like that. So they're going to play different roles. So what they needed and makes sense to trade back. But to drop 20 spots and really you're picking up an extra third and it's your division rival who's getting a game-breaker wide receiver, 
I mean, you know, KVR obviously is a huge Vikings fan. He was distraught by what was, was he? The, yeah, he was, he was. How can you? I mean, bro? you like, go from eleven. That's a prime time pick. This is a solid draft. Yeah, definitely it, hurts. It's it's rough, but I agree. I think Minnesota right now should be the favorite to win the division. I looked at my tweets. I was looking back at my tweets, and I tweeted this last year before the draft, March eighth, twenty twenty one. I have this weird feeling that if Matt Jones is there at ten, the Dallas Cowboys will draft him. <laughs> It didn't happen, but I, I thought it could happen. I hope that it, I wish it happened. I People, actually really wanted Minnesota to take Jameson Williams. That would have been so elite. It would have been very cool. You think that if Garrett Wilson was on the board, so they, they actually go Garrett Wilson? Instead of trading? Interesting. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to say yes, but I, I'm going to say I'm gonna say yes. Just because you pair that with Jed, is you have two of those type of – uh, I get, what's the word? Freestyle type wide receivers, things get crazy. Over You're talking there. about Jameson? Cra- no, I'm talking Wilson? about Garrett Wilson. Yeah, no, that definitely makes sense. Also, when talking about this Mac Jones thing, um, I thought you, the Broncos, were taking Micah. I thought so. I too. thought you were taking Fields. No, I thought we were. T- me personally, I wanted Fields. In yeah, hindsight. So when I was doing love, my... I love you, George. I love you so much. Sure, Pat, Pat, so I'll when I was doing my mock but draft... But I would say, Micah Parsons, because we needed linebacker really badly. Even still, right now, as we stand, we Would you guys have used him, though, like how Dallas did? As a hybrid? After the trade, maybe. With Vaughn Miller getting traded, maybe yeah, we use him yeah, as a hybrid. Yeah. But no doubt about it, to start the season, he's a linebacker. We needed it. When I was doing my mock draft, I was under the assumption <clears> the Cowboys are going corner. Or maybe they're just like, we're not going to pay Dak. We're going quarterback. We're going Mac Jones. If it's if like in hindsight, obviously, if you guys do take Micah and the Cowboys pick is between corner or Mac Jones and don't pay Dak, they wanted Sertan. They're where the reason they traded back. They paid Dak before the draft, though. Didn't they, they did. They did. Yeah. But that was March eighth, so it was well they, before yeah. the draft too. So yeah, where the reasons why Dallas decided it was to trade they paid back Dak with the that Eagles. I tweeted that. It would have made sense. It would have. I hope it would. I wish it would have happened. Mac yeah. Jones just feels like a cowboy. You think he feels like a patriot? No, he's man. a patriot. He feels like a patriot. True, true. He doesn't feel like. I mean, Tony he, went, Romo? he went to Alabama. Don't Saban, ever. Belichick. Don't ever. He doesn't feel like Troy Aikman. No. Stop. He's he doesn't prime. feel like Roger Staubach. Stop prime time like that, bro. This dude really said Roger Staubach. You could have stopped at Troy Aikman. That was bad enough. Mac Mac Jones. Mac Sauce. <laughs> Mac Jones is about to be a all one hundred type player. I guess so. He, he has a chance to. He's not Roger Staubach. Stop. It's not Tony Romo. Bro. No, not even close. <laughs> Play, quarterbacks now are so much better than quarterbacks then. Yeah. Roger Staubach, Matt, stop talking. Matt Jones will stop. go back stop. and kill that Stop. stop. <laughs> Is that stop. not fact? Stop I mean, talking. statistically, sure. Matt Jones stop. will go back it's and d- kill it's that different era. games, stop. different eras. Stop. We're talking about Roger Staubach. They're Yo, on the ball Matt, like 40 if Matt times Jones, If Matt Jones gets teleported to the 80s, they're looking to hit him like Joe Montana. If Matt Jones playing against firemen and plumbers, he'd yeah. be killing it too. <laughs> Isn't it funny how for football nobody ever no one says ever that, says but that. for basketball that's something that gets used so much yeah. about like old time players. No one talks. Yeah, like back in the sixties, no one talks about that. No, I just feel like because you're just such like such big. I mean, you're big guys too in the NBA as well. But like you have these three hundred pound offensive linemen, defensive linemen now and in the sixties. It wasn't like it was anything that different. Yeah, but they would have definitely saw Mac Jones like. Roger Imagine they saw Lamar. Can we stop? Oh my! I thought he was an alien, no. probably, bro. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what is this wizardry? They probably would have not even started him because they didn't. They didn't know at the time like how to oh, use those. The, oh no, he wouldn't have been a quarterback. No way. He would have been yeah. a running back. A lot of prejudice against uh, black quarterbacks in the past. Sure. I think Warren Warren Moon was the one who like changed the yeah, narrative of that, and also uh, um, Doug Williams. Doug Williams, yeah, on Washington as well. Yeah. 
I think post 2010 is when after Cam Newton got drafted is when the perspective started to change. Cam did break the mold for sure. Mike Mike Vick for sure also he was he was amazing in his time in Atlanta. And but then he got David. arrested. Yeah. So I mean, Jamar- he was the then, first overall pick. Yeah, though. and then Jamarcus Russell was a bust. Yeah, so that, that, that was that before, really that was before Cam. Image. Jamarcus Russell definitely didn't benefit, but I will say Cam Newton, God bless him. Cam yeah, Newton was, was a pioneer because then it was Cam Newton, then it was RG three, then it was um, Lamar Jackson, Russell Wilson even, in the third but round. Even Lamar got. Dak, I mean, he was the thirty second pick. Yep. Even Lamar, who like. Yeah. Production wise, could have gone first yeah. if you just look at that. But yeah, he fell. I mean, Bill Polian said put him at receiver, right? Yeah, Lamar should have based on production should have been a top ten. Lamar pick. was too nice in the draft process when they said that. He well, w- no one thought he could replicate what he did at Louisville. No one's like he can't do this in the NFL against NFL opponents. No, he can. Like He's when you're Lamar, that athletic, when you're that special, on. like it's just gonna happen. But well, we just hadn't seen it since Vic yeah. really, like no, that true. style at yeah. least. I know what you're saying. Man, breaking the mold. Teams that are breaking the mold of not being bad no more and making good moves. The Jets and Giants. We're gonna talk up, we're gonna get we're going to do a segment about winners and losers. But for right now, we're gonna talk about some individual teams. And now we're gonna talk about the Jets and Giants because I think the the city of New York, the tri-state area, should be feeling very ecstatic about how the Jets and Giants both drafted. I felt like for the first time in history, Jets and Giants came together United. like hey. Great pick. Great. You got, oh, you guys did good too. We did too. Oh, we, we both did awesome. Giants and Jets fans have united. Yeah. Because we both have been through similar struggles since 2015. We know how it's like. They showed the that Giants, graphic. We were both the, have the worst record in the NFL, the Giants and the Jets. I, I didn't need to see that yesterday. New York has been down bad. Terribly. Yankees and Mets. Yeah, I would say Yankees and Mets are on the ground. Carrying the too. boats yeah. in a lot. I tweeted actually, it's not a coincidence that the Mets are getting good, the best currently. And the Jets are now on the come up, right? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. the Giants, he drafted Kayvon Thibodeau. And it was a great pick because at five, you get Kayvon. At seven, you're going to get one of the three offensive tackles. Yeah. Question, though. do you, you you said that. Did you think that if Kayvon's there at six, they went Kayvon? No. So then that's what I was wondering. I just feel like either Just way they could have shaken but it. But either way, the, the reason why I disagree with that is because there's always a chance and even if, if you don't take Kayvon, if you don't take the edge <coughs> rusher there, the gap between Kayvon and Jermaine Johnson and Karloftis, there's a gap there. Huge. But there's not a gap between Icky, Neal, Icky Cro- and Neal, uh-huh, uh-huh. and I would even say Cross as a pass protector. Okay. So you can take Kayvon at five, at seven, there's not that gap. Even if they take Icky, oh, we're fine with Neal. Like, it doesn't matter. I think Cross, it's kind of like, okay, you get into that muddy water, but there's less of a gap. So I thought they did a great job. And I think Joe Shane is already better than Dave Gettleman. Oh, easily. He he made two great picks in his first picks. And you look at the Giants offensive line. Andrew Thomas, Shane LeMayhew, John Feliciano playing center, Mark Glowinski, and Evan Neal. He's going to be the right tackle. Defensive line, Aziz Ojolari, Dexter Lawrence, Leonard Williams can now be in the defensive tackle role. And Kayvon Thibodeau off the edge. They are building that core. They are building up the front line of their team right now with the, with the, with those uh, personnel groupings. And I mean the Jets. Where do I even start? <laughs> Get in your bag. Sauce Gardner, the next Darrell Revis. If he's not Darrell Revis, you can't stay. You can't. You can't put pressure like that on bro. Darrell Revis is like Darrell no, Revis, the top two corner exa- ever. ever. Sauce, ever. Gardner, Sauce Gardner said. 
When I think of the Jets, I think yeah, of Darrell. I mean, who else this are you going to think of? This era of Jets fans, when they think of the Jets, are going to think Sauce and Zach. But can't, and Zach, can't you got this generation's okay? Like at the if minimum, he's not right? at if the he, worst. If he's you know not Darrell, he's Antonio Cromartie. An all pro okay. player. I like that's what he that's is. That's a better. lot more fair. It's a more lot more reasonable. Fair. Like Garrett Wilson, wide receiver one and CB one, we drafted at four and ten. Then Jermaine Johnson at pick twenty six. Joe Douglas said these guys were in the top eight. And <laughs> look, I love the Garrett Wilson and Sauce picks. I loved it. We were here. I, I wanted Sauce all along. The reason why <laughs> I love the Jermaine Johnson pick more than both of them, I listened to their draft calls. I listened to their interviews. Jermaine Johnson. He in an interview was like, out of all the 30 teams I visited, the Jets were the team that I went there and I said, I want to go there. And he told Joe Douglas, come get me. Real. Come get me. I want I want to be a New York Jet. I want to be Double a Jet. J. Just gives me goosebumps, man. Yeah. Like, there's Douglas. nothing that gets me more than draft videos oh after talking to their parents, crying. Like, oh. Joe Douglas was trying to trade up for Jermaine Johnson since pick 16. Waited all the way to 26. Somehow, by a miracle of God, he was there. There was a 1% chance he would drop past 20. And he was there at, what, 26, you said? That's crazy. Joe Douglas, on the phone, tells Jermaine Johnson, you told me to come get you, and I went and got you. That's hard. And Jermaine Johnson's over there taking selfies with Jets fans, and he he wants to be a Jet. That's why I love the pick the most, because he wants to be a New York Jet. When do you hear that? Nobody says that. Nobody says, I want to be a Jet. Nobody. Not in 2020. But Jermaine Johnson Things said changing. that. And I, I had this idea that I want to get out right now. Because have you guys noticed a trend? I think we're, we are all starting to notice a trend. Joe Douglas fleeces teams in trade. First day of free agency this offseason, what happened? Everybody said the Jets won free agency. First day, no doubt about it. First day of the draft. What, what is everybody saying? The Jets won the NFL draft. Don't you guys notice there's a shift changing? Joe Douglas is turning around the Jets. Robert Sala is here. turning around like, the we, Jets. We've been here. Like, this isn't... Drafting this isn't no. wide receiver one. Drafting CB one. Drafting the top five edge at pick 26. I said it before. I'll say it again. The NFL isn't ready for the New York Jets in a good way. Jets fans are going to reap the benefits of it. We are no longer... The laughing stock of the NFL. Joe Douglas in JD, we trust. It's as simple as that. Joe Douglas hasn't lost a trade yet. He's killing free agency. He kills the draft. The ignorant comments I see about it's the same old Jets. It's the same old Jets. That's so ignorant because this is a new staff. This is a new coach. This is a new coaching staff. This is a new front office. These are new players. This is a new culture. God damn, we even got new uniforms. <laughs> this is a new everything. This ship is turning around. It's as simple as that. The same way we talk about the Bills now is how we'll talk about the New York Jets in two to three years. Bank on it. Bank on it. All it took for the Bills was to get Joe Shane. They got, they, they, no, not Joe Shane. All it took for the Bills was to get Brandon Bean. They figured out the GM, they figured out the coach and Sean McDermott, and they turned around. The Jets figured out the GM and Joe Douglas. They figured out the coach and Robert Sala. Now it's turning around. And we are going to see the Zach Wilson year two leap. And then people are going to start believing. Get your tickets now. Nobody's yeah, on the ship after this year. Hop aboard. Nobody's on the ship after the first game starts. I will, I will give everybody a chance 
to start believing in the Jets now, and I won't penalize you for it. Once week one starts, it's over. You're a goner. You're, you're on the outside the club looking in. That that's it. Yeah. The Jets are here. The yes, time is now. Yes, sir. The time is yes, now. Sir. The time is now. Oh man, you gotta love it. And I, oh, someone tweeted, it might have been someone from PFF. They're like, I'm shocked the Jets have such professionalism and like continuity. Like it just, it is true though because we've gone through some terrible GMs with McTagnan and Idzik and like legitimately some of the worst GMs in the NFL. I'm going to pick the Jets, obviously, having the best draft, but I want to give the Giants their flowers because I've been someone who shit on the Giants, especially early on when I, when I first started coming on here. I didn't like the Saquon pick, and I didn't believe they should be paying him, and I don't like Daniel Jones, but I have loved what they've done so far this offseason. I mean, it started hiring Brian Dable and Shane as well. I mean, that's starting those guys from Buffalo, getting them over here, bringing in the new culture, really setting the foundation they want to set, and it doesn't take much. If you're a Giants fan, it cannot take much to believe in Joe Shane, right? When you go back and see what Dave Gettleman did with, listen, I think Kadarius Tony's a really good player, but there's already talks about him potentially being traded. He was their first round pick in 2021. Andrew Thomas is really their only building block in 2020. They had three firsts in 2019. It was Daniel Jones, Dexter Lawrence, and DeAndre Baker. There's a good chance two of those three guys are gone by next season. Obviously, Baker's already gone. And in 2018, his first pick was Saquon Barkley at number two overall, who's a great player, but once again, it's a running back. You're probably not building your team around him, especially because Saquon hasn't been able to stay healthy for multiple seasons now. And Joe Shane hit two home runs in this draft. Evan Neal and Kayvon Thibodeau really building the, you know, the trenches, just like Joe Douglas did when he drafted Mekhi Becton his first season there, getting a pass rusher that they desperately needed. Aziz Aljilari put up some really good numbers. I want to say at eight sacks his, uh, his rookie season. Now you have Kayvon there and all these character concerns. Like, did you see Kayvon Thibodeau with the Make-A-Wish kid get lit with him? Like, that should put everything to rest about did what you, you say see, about Kayvon Thibodeau. Did you see the video of, uh, he was at a press conference after he got drafted and he was he was telling the story of how he met Saquon and Daniel Jones. This how he did it exactly. He sees Saquon come up to him and say, "What's up?" He says, "What's up to Saquon?" And then he talk. He's like, "Then I just see this regular looking dude, this average guy." And he's like, "Hey, I'm Daniel." And then he's like, "Daniel Jones." <laughs> <laughs> he took the glasses off. Yeah, yeah he's funny. like Daniel Jones. Yeah. Everybody, Giants Twitter, because I, I, I know I follow some people that are a part of Giants Twitter. They were like. Why is Kayvon acting like Daniel Jones is like somebody? Yeah. <laughs> he's yeah. like, he's like, actually, saw, Jones? I saw Daniel Jones out in Hoboken last weekend. Uh, for real? Yeah, he sat like I was out and there was, he was sat right next to me actually. I was like, yo, is that Daniel Jones? Am I bugging? It was him. Did you, I go, wish, did I you go what? Did you do what Kayvon did? No, nah, I didn't Daniel say anything, Jones? but I was, the, I was talking to one of my friends who lives in Hoboken. He said he sees him out there pretty often. I wish you, I wish you would have said something to him. He recognized you from the podcast Imagine. and he just open hand smacks you. I'm not disrespectful, Daniel Jones. I just don't think he's a franchise guy. Whatever. Um, but let's get into the Jets because the Bucks just the draft is going on now. The Bucks selected Logan Hall with D- the third third right? pick. Yep. Yeah. Um, let's get into the Jets. Right. We gave the Giants their flowers. I love the direction they're heading, building the trenches with Evan Neal, who's going to play right tackle, or if Andrew Thomas gets hurt or whatever, he can start over to left tackle too. But the Jets. Oh man, the Jets. Oh jeez. <laughs> this is the first time in a couple of years that like we didn't really know what they were doing. Like we knew about Quinn and we knew about Zach. This is the first time we're like at four. We didn't really know which way they were gonna go, right? I wanted Kayvon. I thought he was a great pick, but getting sauce, I wasn't mad with it at all. We know about his stats. Only allowed 130 yards this past season, no touchdowns in college. But the most important thing that Sauce brings to this team, he brings the swagger back. Swag. The moxie, the confidence, something that for whatever Jamal Adams, how much we shit on him, the one thing that left the building was the swag that he brings day in and day out to this organization. Sauce. And Sauce comes in and immediately rejuvenates that room. Bryce Hall, DJ Reed, Michael Carter II, they're really good players. Brandon Eccles. 
but they don't bring that confidence and swagger that Sauce is going to bring to this cornerback room. We already know how lit Robert Sala gets when he's just talking on the phone and on Sunday on the sidelines. Sauce comes in and brings that confidence that this DB room desperately needs. Now you pair him with Whitehead, who we just signed, DJ Reed. We have the corners and the DBs available to go up against these really good wide receivers with the Tyree Kills, Waddles, Stephon Diggs, just in our own division, let alone the Jamar Chases and everyone else who's in the AFC. So they have all the corners because the receivers are getting paid crazy. So the Jets said, you know what? Let's go get the corners who can stop these receivers or at least limit them as much as they can. Then they paired that up with going and getting Jermaine Johnson, getting a guy that could get after the quarterback. At number four, I thought it was ludicrous to take Jermaine Johnson. He's a Juco guy. He only played really one full season Mm -hmm. of... And over um, Kayvon, that would have been crazy. Yeah, he played one full season of Division I football. He kind of was a rotational player at Georgia the year before, but one full season where he was dominant at Florida State, don't get me wrong, but he's also a bit older. That would have been a Jets pick. That would have been a terrible pick. Historically Jets pick. That would have been a terrible pick. you know why that's different now in 2022? Because of Joe Douglas. Yeah. But Jermaine Johnson trading up, and we really didn't give up a ton to move up. I mean, I think we gave up, all in all, like an extra third-round pick, maybe second. It was. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because we only have 36 now, not 38. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, we traded up, obviously, to the 26. Mm-hmm. And then, lastly, Garrett Wilson. I mean, he wasn't my he was my wide receiver, too. I knew Traylon Burks was never going to go top 10. So, if you really want to talk about Garrett Wilson was probably my most realistic position in terms of my receivers I like the most for the Jets at 10, even though, like I mentioned, I thought Jamison fit what they needed more. But you have Garrett Wilson and Elijah Moore. Those are two of the best young mm-hmm. separators in the NFL. It's going to make life so easy for Zach Wilson. These guys are just going to be open all the damn time. You just got to find Garrett him, Wilson's hit another the ball. One that has A-plus yeah, oh, yeah, that for has sure. Swag. And he has, you know, he has 4-3 speed. He's someone that has wide receiver one capabilities with Elijah Wilson Moore, great Wilson. route runner. And you know what I love most about the draft? What? Zach Wilson recording every pick and welcoming yeah, the guys. Yeah. That's <laughs> he said, what's better than one Wilson's, two Wilson's? I, I, said, yeah. I don't know where I heard this report. I've seen it on Twitter that Zach Wilson has been like already bothering Garrett Wilson to start throwing. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah. And it's then, already been bothering him. And then when you just when you look at I'm trying to find my tweet about uh It's just now, said, you look at ahead. the Jets. We're going from Bryce, Bryce Hall and Michael Carter II are now... CB3 or CB4? Yeah, I have actually a tweet from Michael Nania, who was on the show a couple weeks ago. In 2019, our cornerback room was Dale Roberts, Nate Harrison, Bless Austin, Tremaine Johnson, Maurice Candy. Now it's Sauce, DJ Reed, Bryce Hall, Michael Carter. And then you look at the wide receiver room. We have Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore, Corey Davis, Braxton Berrios. This has really never been a time where it's been this deep, talented, and yeah. young. We're building a team that could compete now and into the future. I don't. They're not. I don't think they're a championship team this year. But the way they're yeah. building, the way they're building, and they still have one of the best. Are you guys, GMs, the Bengals this year. We might be. You never know. Crazier things have happened, like the Bengals. That's true. If Zach could take that leap, if Zach could take that leap into being a top ten to twelve quarterback, we could be healthy. Also, you have to be healthy. Health always plays. We could be. We could be a borderline playoff team. And I think you said it very perfectly. And something that stuck out to me with what you were talking out uh, talking about as well. You said we're going to be the Bills. In Christian a couple Watson of years. to the Packers, thirty four. I love Great that. Pick. I love that pick because that should have been the pick where they took. Did they trade Wyatt? up to thirty four? They must have. Yeah, yeah they didn't that's have the Vikings pick. Okay, they must have because yep. I would have liked them to take Christian Watson with the pick that they took Wyatt. So for them to get Christian Watson as well, very nice. Now I like I like that move a lot. Yeah, now, to talk yeah, now. Yeah, what I mean, you could go first and then we'll talk about it. So after. something that you said that really stuck out to me that the Jets are going to be the Bills and the Bills figured it out and it started with their GM. It started once Josh Allen turned into Josh Allen. Once Josh Allen reached, uh, he, he started to, he started getting to ascend. Getting once, is what once Josh Allen turned into a top three quarterback, we started to see the Bills take a different trajectory. They made the playoffs with it's, Allen being mediocre, no, though. They made the playoffs, 
they, doubt. Be, they started to take the turn because the defense became it's, elite. But they started. They took that next level jump You're because right. Josh Allen. That's what became, made the title. But they, so, they they didn't become can, relevant. Can I finish? Because, Jesus yeah, Christ! Jesus, I'm Jesus just Christ! <laughs> now you want you want this jump from the Jets. You have the talent around it for sure, but it all starts with Zach Wilson. If Zach Wilson can take that leap in year two that we are projecting him, I'm I'm a believer in Yeah, for real. Jump down my throat. I'm not slander. That, that, that's a saying. All right. First thing you jump down my throat. That's hey, a that's hey, a yo. saying. Yeah. Unbelievable. You're a I sicko. Bet you love that but <laughs> that's 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 crude. That's crude. Uh, but I'm a believer in Zach, too. I'm, I'm not hating on him. We're projecting Zach to play a lot better than he did in year one. He was solid down the stretch in year one, started off shaky. But we're if he takes that leap that we're projecting in year two, the Jets can be exciting. But it is beginning and ending with Zach Wilson. If Zach Wilson takes the leap, you guys will be lit. But if Zach Wilson kind of stalls in year two, and we are now banking on year three, Zach Wilson, then we start to become a little bit hesitant and a little bit worrisome. It's all beginning. It all begins with Zach Wilson. Now for the draft, 100%. I don't want to reiterate too much. Everyone's saying it because it's a fact. The Jets won the draft. They had the best performance to get Sauce Gardner. Me, me personally, I'm one of the few that I am fine with Derek Stingley going before Sauce. Personally, I, I like I like Derek Stingley a little bit more in coverage. His speed, I like Derek Stingley. So to get Sauce at four regardless if you guys believe that he's the best corner, for me personally, he's number two. And even still, Sauce is going to be great at 10 to get the, the wide receiver one, in your guys' opinion. My wide receiver two, you can't ask for anything better for him to, to fall to 10, was very fortunate for you guys. And to pair that with Zach Wilson to, to aid his development as well, you get him a true X on the outside. You can't ask for anything more if you're Zach Wilson. And then to top it all off, to come back at the end of the draft and finally secure your 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 one of your biggest needs going into the draft with Jermaine Johnson because I was under the same belief as you. I would have liked Kayvon at 4. But now that pick is justified taking sauce because you traded back into the first round to get Jermaine Johnson. Now you answered you you needed a little bit of a secondary help. You got it with sauce. Oh, Jets just straight up to 36. There we, the Jet they're getting the Kobe Dean. I don't we know pick, for we sure. That, we picked at 38, though. Why are we going to trade up just to jump the Giants and Texans to get Dean? Yeah, maybe and also Dean. Texans could have probably wanted Dean. And I'm saying Giants. I, also my prediction use. is this is Nicole Dean. So I forgot what I was which saying, makes the really. draft even better. Uh, we get okay. We gave up 38 and 146 for 36. Let's see what we got. So yes. Oh, so, I, oh wow. We took Brees Hall. Nice. We took Brees Hall. That kind of hurts because I like my car a lot, oh, but man. that is cool. Oh, Yo, man. Joe Douglas is going all in on Zach. He's going all in on Zach. You have to. I'm shocked. I'm shocked. I'm not that shocked, bro. I told you Mike Carter's not a... He, Mike Carter's good, he, though. He we have, the we have can do everything. Breeze can do everything. I know. But he's, he's bigger. He's, not, he's, he's stronger. Not, he can block he's better. better. He's better. But yes, Mike, he's Carter, better. Mike Carter is a complimentary back. Yes, I'm sad because... Alvaro's been asking me all week. Do you think they take Brees Hall? I'm like, no, they're not taking Brees Hall, bro. And I've been telling Yo, him the whole time Brees, they're not taking we Brees got, Hall. Do you do you understand what we're doing? Is he right still now? the first Brees running back Hall? dynasty? Probably, you guys see where Walker goes. Agreed. Probably. Agreed. Yeah. So, wow, Brees Hall. So, so yes, like I was saying, you needed you needed a secondary help. You go and you get Sauce. You needed wide receiver help. You go and you get arguably the best wide receiver in the draft. You needed edge rusher help, in my opinion, more than anything. And you go and you get Jermaine Johnson at the end. I think it was a great great draft by them. And to wrap it up, wrap it up with the Giants. What's there really say? You needed an edge rusher desperately. You go and you get arguably the best pass rusher in the draft in Kayvon Thibodeau. Me personally, I never wanted to hear this outside noise that 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 he's not a good fit. 
when you have a certain type of cockiness and, and cockiness, in my opinion, I use I don't really like that word. I like confidence mm-hmm. because when you're confident and, and sometimes you are overly confident, some teams don't like that. But when you believe in yourself and you really think that you are who you believe you are, that is never a negative for me. And Kayvon Thibodeau exudes that. And that's why I do believe he's going to be an elite level pass rusher in this league. And now Evan Neal, excellent pick, probably the best tackle in this draft. And to wait till seven to get him, you lock up that right tackle spot. And got and Andrew Thomas struggled with injury last season. Let's no, say he, get it. he missed a t- he missed some games early last season. Nah, but he was healthy. He came back. Yeah, no, he yes, but there there is the injury concern. So let's say that Andrew Thomas, what's what's going on with you? Can I can I finish the statement? You're giving false information. That, it's not false. Andrew Thomas missed games. Anyways, let's say God forbid Andrew Thomas does go down. Evan Neal can come right in and fill that left tackle spot. Yeah, he played Perfect. thirteen games, bro. So he missed, he missed four games. Four. Okay, he said he struggled with injury last season. He was great he last missed, year. He missed four. He was really solid. He still so he's four. Andrew Thomas' number one fan. I know, but Andrew Thomas was great last he, year. He was really good. But let's say there's that chance that he misses some time. Evan Neal comes in and fills. Regardless of how you want to shake it, it was an excellent pick by them. They hit a home run draft, and I'm looking at the Jets as the best of the night for sure, but right after them, I'm looking at the Giants. Damn, Breeze Hall. Yeah, it's the crib. This is, K- this is Kayvon's quote, by the way. I'm going to play it. Here we go. I don't know why it's taking so long to load. Oh, man. <laughs> Alfred texts me, fuck, Okay, fuck, this is what fuck, it is. Why? <laughs> Can you hear it? I'm sitting in the locker room. I'm getting ready to do this, uh, you know, some physical, you know, not just uh, examination. And the kid walks up. He's like, I'm not kid. This, this, this man walks up and he's like, uh, hey, hey, I'm Saquon. What's good with you? I'm, you know, I'm on my phone. Look, I'm like, this is Saquon Barkley. You know what I mean? <laughs> then look, it make it even more funny. I'm talking to Saquon. Guy walks up to me. He's just average. He looks so average. He's like, oh, hey, man, how's it going? I'm Daniel. Daniel Jones. <laughs> 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 What's up, man? I'm Daniel. <laughs> he talked like he t- he he talked he mentioned Daniel Jones like he's a Hall of Fame quarterback. Yo, Daniel Jones. Oh, uh, that's hilarious. Oh man, I'm sorry, man. We got some tension right there. Not even you just <laughs> you got to just let me talk because I know what I'm talking about. Nah, the Andrew Thomas one was crazy. It's what do you mean crazy? Nah, crazy. Your definition of crazy is when when you say some when you say somebody missed time with I injury. Said he strugg- yes, he did. He didn't struggle though. Struggle is like you missed half the season. And his first year, he definitely was shaky. Also, he played, no, he no, yeah, his first year yeah. he struggled for sure. But he he played every game. But yeah, he struggled. He struggled. But his second year, this past no, season, he was he amazing, was great. No. And it was great. I, I've been on record constantly saying the offensive line is different when Andrew Thomas is in. I know, but you didn't say you were right there. He missed you missed four say games. That is that's people, nothing. People look at Dalvin and say because yes, Dalvin does have injury history too. But off last season, they're saying that he struggled to stay on the field and he missed four games. So on I, to the next topic, yeah. please. Let's. Let, we were on the Jets and the Giants for a while. Yeah. Damn. The, the you're, the, you're the, hype. I'm, I'm yeah, I, I would be Brees too. Hall's a dog. No, no, Brees Hall's an amazing pick. And we know how you know the floor. They use their running backs. Who'd you in San jump Fran. in front of? Uh, Houston and the Giants. Well, really, just Houston. I don't think that either of them would have taken. Neither Brees. do I. What I think is there's probably another team trying to trade up. Okay. So the Jets said, you know what, we'll give you 146. That's a. I'll good be honest pick. though. I think even with um, I mean Houston. They I know they signed Marlon Mack, but 
Is that no? Houston could have taken, yeah. but they have other needs than running a back ton. right now. Yeah, I mean, ton. the thing about the Jets is they that Jalen Petrie. There, there's Houston? more. There's more depth at linebacker. Yeah, Booth that hasn't gone taken yet. Nope. Yeah, there's there's, more, there's a lot of linebackers in this. Even draft. with no Nicole Dean, we can go like Leo Chanel, like Neil Chanel. Uh, I don't know if that's how you pronounce his name, but we can go that route. So I mean, we're good. I mean. We're talking about the Jets draft now. Garrett Wilson, Sauce Gardner, Jermaine Johnson, Brees Hall. Troy Anderson, someone I like too a lot from Montana State. The Jets offense looks completely different this year now. Wilson, Elijah Moore, Corey Davis, Tyler Conklin, CJ Uzama. Improved offensive line, <laughs> Brees Hall. I mean, come on. You, this is an A-plus draft for the Jets so far. Killing A+. Plus. And now, this, what are you going to say? I was going to say, listen, I love this. I love what the Jets are doing. I've heard... We talked about this on the car ride. The Jets have won off-seasons. They've won drafts. They've won free agencies, and this is great. It's great to be excited in April and May, but now's the time. Now's the time they got to go and start winning games because you can win as many off-seasons and drafts as you want, but if you're not winning, if you keep winning three, four games, I don't give a damn. It's time for the Jets to go, Zach Wilson to step up, and this team to take a step because they have to be competitive now. No excuses. And we were were talking. It seemed as I got a vibe from you that you weren't overly happy from some of your draft picks, but... If that's the mindset you want to take, mindset, I'm with yeah, you. Because I'm 100% I'm, in I'm over winning the offseason. We've won the offseason a lot in my life. No, I don't think so. Uh, I remember the Le'Veon Bell year, CJ Mosley year. We won that offseason. You did. No, that, was well. the, that was the one that we won. Yeah, I understand what you're saying, but that's like you're talking about one out of 10 years. There's been times before that, too, where when? the Jets have had good offseasons. Not this past like this. Season, everyone loved our draft. We won three, four games. The last time we had an offseason like this, everyone did everyone love the draft. Loved the, only, the draft. The only two offseasons I remember was. That one, talking about the Le'Veon Bell, yeah, the excitement was through the roof. Last year, debatably. And 2015 when we got Brandon Marshall and Eric Decker. But we were we were 10 Y'all were nice. We were, yeah, we were nice. nice. We were. I have not seen. Th- this is different. We've. I'm Relax. saying we've won offseason. We've won days. We've won free agency periods. Now it's time to win. So the Jets' next pick is in the third round, but the 30 set, it's, a, it's in the bottom. It's a con- compensatory pick. The 32nd pick in the third round. Which Ooh, is the Falcons just traded up to 38. Giants moved back twice. Yeah, man, you gotta come on. You gotta. Of course, I'm excited. More excitement. Of course, I'm excited. Exude more excitement. I am. Kiss me, brother. (laughs) (laughs) They took oh Arnold uh, Abakati. How are you getting this so fast? ESPN is slacking. I'm on PFF. I'm actually on. That's my fault. I'm actually. I'm on NFL Draft Tracker. PFF is doing this fast as hell. I'm not gonna lie. If we are live reacting to these round two picks, we aren't gonna finish the show. Yeah, facts. Let's talk about some big time wide receiver trades. A.J. Brown got traded, uh, and the Eagles also drafted Jordan Davis. A.J. Brown went to the Eagles. The Eagles sent pick 16, 124, and 162, and 166 for pick 13. And the Titans traded A.J. Brown for the, for the 18th pick and the 101 overall pick. I might have got that wrong. The Eagles sent pick 15, 124, 162, and 166 for Jordan J- Davis, but they also sent pick 18 and 101 for A.J. Brown. So basically, the Eagles traded two of the first-round picks for A.J. Brown and Jordan Davis, and then the Titans selected Traylon Burks. We'll talk about the Eagles first, and you can talk about Traylon Burks. I don't know that's your guy with the Titans. This is a big-time move, and now that the A.J. Brown, now that A.J. Brown is on the Eagles, does this make them by far the favorites to win the NFC East now? Hmm. By far the favorites. I'm not going to go that far. You always have to respect Dallas and what they do over there. I do believe that it does make them the favorites, but I've not taken them as the overwhelming, without a doubt, 
Still need to see how things go and and break the Cowboys' way. But as of right now, yes, Eagles are, are extremely exciting. They have a solid offensive line. Jalen Hurts showed that he could be a serviceable quarterback and, and then some, especially with his legs. But what we need to see from Jalen Jalen Hurts is his ability to throw the, the football accurately and down the field consistently. You bring in A.J. Brown, and, and this also unlocks a, another avenue to their offense where now A.J. Brown is one of the better Gadget guys is a, is, a, is a disrespectful word to use, but I feel like it definitely encompasses what A.J. Brown's abilities can do because he can do everything. I mean gadget guy in the best way possible. I know we have had conversations about that term gadget guy, but A.J. Brown can do legitimately everything at the wide receiver position. Can take a a, a, a quick uh, out, excuse me, a flat to the crib. He has those that that breakaway abilities. A slant to the crib. He has the over top abilities. He can come out of the backfield, take a handoff, can take a wide receiver screen. That's the word I was looking for. My God, AJ Brown is like that. It's just a matter of being able to stay on the field consistently. When he's on the field, he is one of the most exciting wide receivers in the NFL. And you pair that with Devonta Smith. This is a strong wide receiver duo. Now it starts to become predicated all on Jalen Hurts. If Jalen Hurts can take a strong leap in his development this season, the Eagles will really be overwhelming favorites to win the division. And then we can start getting into the conversations of, can they really compete to make a a Super Bowl run? But it's all predicated on Jalen Hurts and his ability to progress as a passer. Now, in terms for, for Tennessee... I love the move. I absolutely love the move. And I know that you see a name like A.J. Brown traded and with the Titans who are to a degree lacking at the wide receiver position, they still have Robert Woods, but for them to trade to that pick and then take A.J. Brown, excuse me, I'm sorry. I mean, Traylon Burks. Traylon Burks is basically A.J. Brown. Just we need to see it in the NFL first. I love the move. It was very lateral for the Titans, and now instead of paying AJ Brown twenty five million a season, now you're paying Terrell, uh, excuse me, Traylon Burks rookie money, and you can't beat it. Bears took Kyler Gordon. Please free Justin Fields. He has no receivers. <laughs> um, but yeah, moving on. AJ Brown. This is phenomenal. You guys know I love Jalen Hurts. I love AJ Brown. So I'm a huge Eagles fan going into this season, and it makes sense. I mean, first of all, the I don't know if you guys saw the offer Tennessee made AJ Brown. They offered him sixteen million dollars a year. AJ Brown should have went into the front office. And yeah, exactly. And said, said this. Like, bro, what is wrong with you? $16 million a year is disrespectful. Christian Kirk just got eight. Like, you're paying him $16 million a year. That's like the 40th best receiver you're basically paying him just as the, like the numbers that they're getting. Um, but I mean, the Eagles had one of the best nights of the year. When top of my three winners, we'll get into that later, but they were one of my winners in this offseason because, or this draft. Because getting A.J. Brown, it just complements Devontae Smith perfectly, I think. You have Devontae Smith, who's more of that natural route runner. He's six foot, 170 pounds, more of the slender guy. He still led the team in receptions, receiving yards, and receiving touchdowns last year. And now you bring in A.J. Brown, who is one of the best yak receivers in the NFL, one of the best contested catch receivers in the NFL. As you mentioned, he could take any catch and take it to the crib. doesn't matter if it's 20 yards out or 80 yards out. He has that type of game-breaking speed with someone who's still 6'1", 220 pounds, and is still 24 years old. I mean, that's still insanely young. There's some people in this draft at the start of the season who's going to be 24 years old. So you get A.J. Brown, and you also pay him four years, $100 million, 51 guaranteed, 57 something like that. You're paying him $25 million a year, which is sure, it's a lot, but 
you're not breaking the bank to sign him. You're not giving him thirty plus million dollars. It's a very reasonable contract. And I tweeted it out. Some some front offices are just better than others. The Cardinals traded the twenty third pick for Hollywood Brown, who I like. But I look at him as just a, wide, a high upside wide receiver too. While AJ Brown is an alpha what, number one wide receiver who they trade the eighteenth overall pick for. So it makes a ton of sense. Also, you got to remember, Nick Sirianni came from Indy. So he played A.J. Brown a ton when he was the offense coordinator there. He knows how to use him. He knows his skill set, how best to utilize him in this offense. Because I just think of all the ways they could use him. And I understand that people have their doubts about Jalen Hurts. But you're not going out trading for A.J. Brown, giving him $100 million, and expecting them to still run the ball the most in the entire NFL. I think they're going to open the playbook up a bit more for Jalen Hurts. Throw the ball. Because I just can't imagine you make this deal without having you know the idea that Jalen Hurts can progress as a which obviously you guys know I think he can be. I think he could be the future franchise quarterback of this team. Um, and then lastly, Jordan Davis, you know, physical freak. We already know what the, what this guy did at the Combine, running a 4'8 at 340 pounds, a 32-inch vertical. I mean, just some stuff that we might never see again from a guy at this size. His, his one, I guess he has a couple concerns, but his main concern is can he be a full-time player in the NFL? At Georgia, he really didn't play a ton. He had nearly 400 snaps in 2021. To compare that, Hutchinson had over 700, so he's playing about half the normal snaps. Some of that could be contributed to Georgia has an incredible team. Some of it could be, you know, Georgia blows out teams every week, so he doesn't have to play in fourth quarters of a lot of games. But you have him being able to learn from Fletcher Cox in the interior defensive line. That's going to be a scary sight for the NFC East opponents, the NFC East, or the NFC in general. Because Jordan Davis, if he could hit his peak, he's going to come and he's going to be a great run defender week one, day one. But if he's able to really develop into a great pass rusher, then we could talk about him being one of the best interior defensive linemen in the NFL. It's clear that you have a Jalen Hurts agenda. It's clear that you're high on Jalen Hurts. You think he can progress as a passer? Yeah. Like confidently? Yeah. I worry. Tell me if I'm wrong, but even with you being high on Jalen Hurts, what did you expect out of the Eagles this past season? Coming, You're saying like? In the offseason, like what do you think? Like this time last year? Are you you about to take a victory lap? I was. I I Yeah, I mean, borderline playoffs. Seriously? Yeah. I mean, I, would, okay. I mean, they were borderline. No, I believe team. him. Yeah. Okay. Believe him. If you think that I believe you, if you say that I believe you, I'll just say this. I definitely did not have them as a playoff team. I am taking my victory lap. Go ahead, man. Because when I talked about the Eagles on the TikTok that's where video last night, somebody was like, oh, it's one of the first things you have. He said one the, of the best. He didn't slander you. One of the, no, he said this is, this he said is, one of the best takes I've heard, but he meant it in a way like I haven't had good ones. But you got to start being like, yeah, all right. Thank you. Appreciate that. With the Eagles, I've been high on them since last offseason. They were my surprise team of the NFL in 2021. They made the playoffs. When everybody projected the Eagles to win four to six games, I said, hold up. Are we paying attention to the moves that they're making? They're a playoff team. Now they got A.J. Brown? What? Are you kidding me? The Eagles had the number one rushing attack in the NFL this past season. We all knew that what they're lacking is wide receiver. They fixed that problem with Devontae Smith, but now they glued that problem up completely with A.J. Brown. I mean, these are two guys who are wide receiver number ones. Easily. Devontae Smith has that type of upside. Dallas Goddard, top six tight end. They have a good running back committee. Jalen Hurts. I'm not the biggest believer in him as a passer, Definitely. but he can win games. He can. The Eagles are easily winning the NFC East. There's not a discussion here. Yes. They're easily winning the NFC East. The Cowboys got worse. 
they did, but the Cowboys Dak's got take some more responsibility because the- he hears the chatter. Sorry, say that again. Dak, he's yeah. hearing the chatter, the disrespect the, that Mac Jones should have been taken and to replace Dak him. Ch- checks in he, he's hearing the chatter. Side. He's hearing the chatter. I'm just, I'm giving an example just in our circle. It doesn't right matter. Here. He's hearing the chatter. He was Dak's he's, coming crazy. He's been hearing the chatter for how many years now? He hasn't done nothing. I don't care. That's not nothing. Dallas, that's so strong. Just the playoffs. Dallas got worse. Debatably, too. Dallas got worse. Washington. He should have beat San Fran. That's it. Dallas got worse. Washington, I don't trust Wentz. Agreed. And uh, the Giants, they're trending upwards, but they're not there yet. The Eagles are here please, right make now. Make my day. Make my day. <laughs> sleepers. They're sleepers. AJ Brown said it's not his fault that he left. They lowballed him on the offer. He's I thought right. this was a reasonable deal uh, that the Eagles got with AJ Brown, four years, 25 mil uh, each year. There are some injury concerns here. You know, he's not always the healthiest, but when he plays, he is really good. 869 yards, five touchdowns in 13 games. That's elite production. When talking about Jordan Davis, I don't care that he only played 38% of snaps on Georgia's defense last season. The reason why I don't care about that is because he's going to have a similar role on the Eagles. Last year, going into the season, I said, wait, hold up. The Eagles defensive line is top 10. They have seven quality defensive linemen. Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox, Javon Hargrave, now Jordan Davis, Josh Sweat, Derek Barnett, Hassan Reddick signing him. Those are seven quality defensive linemen they can rotate in and out. They're always going to have fresh bodies. The the secondary isn't that horrible. Darius Slay, Avante Maddox is okay. They signed Kazir White to be a linebacker. That feels that need at linebacker. The Eagles are the most complete team in the NFC East. They're the best team in the NFC East. They can take a big-time jump if Jalen Hurts takes a big-time jump. I'm with you. And Jalen Hurts has progressed every season. But even if you even if you believe that Dak Prescott's a better quarterback than Jalen Hurts, which most people do. I think everyone. Well, yeah. Everybody believes he's a better quarterback mm-hmm. than Jalen Hurts. Mm-hmm. Even, if, even though the Cowboys have the best quarterback in the division, it's not going to matter. Because the Eagles have the most complete roster in the division. And there's not a gigantic gap between Dak and Jalen Hurts. There's just not. Especially what I'm expecting Hurts to be in year three. Uh I like Jalen Hurts. You're not Hurts? You're not Hurts? I've always said I like Jalen Hurts. Always? Yeah. I never said. I didn't. I don't think you could be a franchise quarterback. No, there's a difference. Just because I like somebody doesn't mean I think he's a franchise quarterback. Franchise quarterback. But I remember when we've done segments on this Alabama crop of quarterbacks, I've always had to last. Let's not forget that. Hurts has always been... That's not something to brag about, King. Well, I think Mac Jones is a franchise quarterback. So I think Jalen Hurts is not far off. He's not a franchise guy, but Jalen, Jalen Hurts... Hurts not far off at all from Mac Jones, not at all. But Jalen Hurts can win you football games. And He's I, a winner, man. And but then what I he say lacks, that about Tua, right? Oh, oh, it's a cute winning side. And what, what he, he lacks in the off-platform throws Jalen Hurts does and the accuracy and the arm strength at times, he makes up for his running ability and, most his importantly, leadership. his leadership Without and the intangible. He's one of the best Swag. leaders in the league. Handsome? He is. God. You go on and on. So Jalen Hurts' ceiling isn't tremendous, but you can win games with him. Yeah. And last year What's I said— ceiling? 13, 15 best I was quarterback in the NFL. Tw- the number 12 came to my head. So I don't I And when I and last year I said when I talked about the Eagles make the playoffs, I was like, 
Hurts is going to be anywhere 18. between mm-hmm. 18 to 20. I said he'll, he'll be a top 18 quarterback. So him making the jump from 18 to now 15 this year, Dak is what, the 11-12th? 15 to 11th and 12th is not a big gap. It's just not. Because of that, I like the Eagles. They're, they're going to win the NFC easily, in my opinion. And even when we talk about their offense, you know, we talked about Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown, but they also signed Zach Paschal from Indianapolis. Nick Sirianni coached them. He's a good player to add for depth. Quez Watkins, too. They have pieces there. Jalen Rager, who knows, but he might Jaylen get Rager's traded. Might get maybe, released. But maybe, yeah, really. Released or traded, probably. I think he like deleted some stuff on his IG about like the Eagles stuff. Jalen Hurts and Adrian Brown are boys, too. They were working out together a couple weeks ago. I mean, Jalen Rager as a wide receiver three, I don't absolutely hate. It he's, just he's must be, be that Quez Watkins facts. Watkins and Pascal yeah. are going to be over him. Yo, I and Goddard. I mean, Pascal. he's their yeah. seventh option. Yeah, definitely. Probably. Definitely. So. Yeah, it's a mess. It's Eagles time. Don't sleep mm. on the Giants. I will sleep on the Giants. Don't do it. I, I like. I love the direction they're headed in. Tell love what, it, but the, they're not declining here Declining Daniel's fifth-year option, mistake. Was it? Because when Daniel tweaks this year and they have to give him a real they're contract, gonna they're going to be sick. True. True. They can say, okay, do it again. True. They and can probably say They'll probably save more money by... Franchising? Franchising him or giving him a contract. Franchi- and, yeah, I mean, franchising means more... If he goes expensive. off this season, somewhere he goes off... Say throws thirty touchdowns, ten interceptions. Right? Let's say that like he does that. What twenty five fumbles? <laughs> That's so. You know what's crazy too? Like the interception numbers aren't insane. The, the fumble fumbles are, are insane. Are They're the ones that you don't see on the stat sheet. You really got to look and see. That is the crazy part. Boy, Mafe to the I hate else. this pick. Unless they go Malik right now. But go ahead. Let's go to the next topic. It wasn't the the best day. Or I guess it was a good day for receivers named Brown. Hollywood it was Brown. An amazing day. Are you kidding me? Gets traded Antonio, to the Arizona Cardinals. Mm. So the Ravens traded Hollywood Brown and pick 100 to the Cardinals for the 23rd overall pick. And then they used that pick, the Ravens did, to go trade back and, net, and then select Tyler Linderbaum at 25. So I think both teams came up feeling pretty okay about this. Uh, Eric DaCosta said that Hollywood Brown requested a trade after the season. And he's been disgruntled wow. for a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, he doesn't. He doesn't think the offense is a fit for him. Um, and even on on Sirius XM Radio on Mad Dog Radio, he said, "I Hollywood Brown said this. I talked to Lamar a- about it after my second year, and then after my third year, leading up to the end of the season. You know, he wasn't playing. I let him know again, like, yeah, bro, I can't do it. You know, it's not really on Lamar. I love Lamar." It was just, you know, it's just the system just wasn't for me personally. I love all my teammates. I love the guys. It was just something I had to think about for myself. So here it sounds like to me he's blaming the system. It wasn't a good fit, which makes sense because Greg Roman is a it's a one heavy heavy Mm -hmm. offense. He's asked to block a lot. It's not an air raid system like what he came out of in college. Uh, What do you think about this trade? I know you two are big Kyler Murray fans and under that assumption, I'm assuming you've loved Kyler Murray not only since the NFL, but since Oklahoma. And the last time Kyler Murray was at Oklahoma, Hollywood Brown had 1,300 yards and 10 touchdowns. So this reunion with Kyler, what are your thoughts? And I think it's kind of a coincidence as well because not too long ago we were debating who has the better <laughs> weapons between the Cardinals and the Ravens. Full circle. And now a guy who I, at the time, you picked the Ravens had a, you, you picked the Ravens had a better weapons group. Because you were high on Hollywood. I'm not as high on Hollywood, but I'm curious to know what you think now that he is in a system that fits him better and he is with his college quarterback and he is with a quarterback you believe is better in Kyler Murray. It is crazy how the world works sometimes. 
for Hollywood Brown to get traded to Arizona is an unbelievable, unbelievably great move for Arizona. To pair him next to DeAndre Hopkins, he's going to see single coverage. And Hollywood Brown on single coverage with Kyler Murray as his quarterback is going to be electric. He is going to be a big play machine in 2022. Kenneth Walker to Seattle. Interesting. Wow. Kenneth Walker. Wow. And I know why, because Chris Carson's never going to play ball again. I like it. I'm shocked. Malik made so much sense. Colts here, George Pickens, or Malik Willis? They need a receiver. Pickens or Sky Moore? Sky Moore right here. I'm with it. Um, So, like I was saying, with DeAndre Hopkins being Marquise Brown's counterpart, it is just going to allow Marquise to be in space so long as DeAndre can stay on the field. We saw him struggle with injury last season, but when he was on the field, he was a touchdown machine. It does not matter who you pair with DeAndre Hopkins, but ironically now you're pairing him with Marquise Brown, who had his best season by far with the Ravens, and it really does make me a little bit sad for Hollywood Brown to leave the Ravens when he's finally started to hit his stride over there in Baltimore. He's 100% right. It's not a fit for him. He comes to Arizona with Kyler Murray, who is a he is a very wide receiver friendly quarterback. He lets the ball fly downfield, one of the most accurate deep balls in the game, and he lets it go. To pair him with Hollywood Brown, who he has a relationship already with uh, with him in Oklahoma, it is going to be a treat to watch them play together. And I'm excited for it, and I have no doubt that Hollywood Brown is going to take another leap in his development this season. It's funny that Hollywood says this because I just looked up their pass percentages. Baltimore threw the ball 56.37% of the time. Arizona threw it 56.44% of the time. It's a very, very thin margin between the percentage of times Baltimore throws it compared to Arizona throws it. But I understand the notion that Lamar versus Kyler. Kyler is going to be, at least their scheme is going to be more pass heavy, you know, five wide receiver sets. That's what Cliff likes to do. And I didn't want to get, oh, I didn't want to get rude with what I was saying because I don't have anything against Lamar Jackson as a quarterback. I think he is a fantastic quarterback. Without a doubt, he is a great quarterback. But for Marquise Brown, Kyler Murray is going to benefit him tremendously because he is a better passer than Lamar Jackson. I know what you're saying. Um, you should look up the percentages for 2020. I say that because in 2021, the D-hop injury probably skews that number. And Lamar was out too for some time. So yeah, but I, I, I know I what you're saying. Because well, once D-hop goes down, James Conner was fulfilling that that need for them to get some type yeah. of offense. I'll, I'll try to look at the 2020 numbers. Um, but this trade wasn't bad until we saw the A.J. Brown trade, right? Until we you. saw the A.J. Brown get traded for pick 18. I was like, all right, Hollywood. I think of him as like a, a pretty damn good wide receiver, too. I don't think he's a wide receiver one on any team, but he could be a really good wide receiver, too. And he really showed that ever since he was a rookie. His rookie season, he was second in receptions, yards, and touchdowns. Year two, he stepped it up. He led the team in all of those those statistics. And this past year, his best season to date, first time in Clifton, 1,000 yards, had 91 receptions. Obviously, Mark Andrews led the team in a ton of these categories. Um, this was his best season, funny enough, without Lamar, with Lamar missing the most games in his whole career so far. And, you know, him and, him and Hollywood, or Hollywood and Lamar go back. Like, they have been boys before the NFL. They both grew up in Florida. They've been good friends. So it was kind of weird for me to see this report saying that <coughs> Hollywood wanted out. I understand he doesn't want to be on a run-first team. He's obviously not a great blocker, only being 5'9". Yep. Um, but I was surprised that he didn't want to stick it out with Lamar. Him being his boy and everything, Lamar has shown that he could take the team to the playoffs, win playoff games. And he's a Super Bowl-capable uh, playoff, playoff game. 
um, something that Kyler hasn't done. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, Lamar is capable, just like Kyler, to win the Super Bowl. So I was a bit surprised that he made this, um, you know, made this request, especially at the end of the season where Lamar was banged up. He wasn't able to stay on the field the whole season. So he didn't really get to see, um, you know, at least Hollywood, who really came into his own this year, mesh with Lamar to see what they were able to accomplish. But for Arizona... The deal makes them a better immediately. You know, whoever they were going to pick at 23, especially at receiver, are not going to come in and have the impact that Hollywood Brown is going to have. Their wide receiver room going into this season, of course, DeAndre Hopkins is a stud. A.J. Green is, you know, on the wrong side of 30. Rondell Moore, it is kind of, it doesn't kill Rondell He's Moore. A guy. But it tells, it tells us what the Cardinals think of Rondell Moore. They you love being second, nice to Rondell Moore. I am. I like to be nice to players in general. But it tells but us what the Rondell Cardinals Moore, think. It's a bit different. It tells them what... The Cardinals think of Rondell Moore. They spent a second-round pick on him. They obviously don't see him as the future wide receiver two of this team, or else they wouldn't trade their only first-round pick in this draft for Hollywood. But it makes a ton of sense, especially losing Christian Kirk as well. So for Arizona, it helps them immediately. Whoever they pick at 23 wasn't going to help. And they're trying to go out, win playoff games, get to a Super Bowl. They made the playoffs for the first time in a while this past season. And also show Kyler, we got Hopkins, now we got Hollywood. We're putting the pieces around you. They want to re-sign him long-term. It seems like him or Kyler and the Cardinals had some sort of agreement that he's going to put his stuff back on Instagram and, you know, not do all of this social media nonsense. They won, baby. Never they, in doubt. They seem to be in a good stand, a good place, but it's sooner than later they're going to have to give him a $200 million contract, $200 million plus. So then that's when we'll really see what it means for Kyler and the Cardinals. And then lastly for Baltimore, I don't love it, right? I understand what they did. They didn't at least – he's going into year four. They were going to pick up his fifth-year option, eventually extend him. Viking straight yeah, up. Yeah, that's it. Viking straight yeah. up. Okay. Um, but they went on, used that pick, traded down. Leak. Leak, you think that's the leak spot? Yep. Okay. Um, they used that 23rd pick, traded down to get Tyler Linderbaum. They got Kyle Hamilton at 14. They had a phenomenal draft, even only having one first round pick, turning into two and getting two players who are going to help immediately both at positions of need, DB room and interior offensive line. But having Dever, Devin Duvernay as your wide receiver, too. Is not pretty. They're gonna have to upgrade. They need two wide receivers. And because, Bateman's got to take a huge leap. Yeah, I, I'm not. I don't worry. I don't, about, I'm not worried I'm not, about Bateman. I agree, but I view him in a similar light oh, as yeah. Hollywood. I don't think either of them are ex <clears throat> wide receiver ones. I think Bateman could be a really good wide receiver too. I'm not sure of seeing him as a you know top twelve type of receiver. You still have Andrews there, so you have two reliable weapons. You're getting J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards back. But there has to be some plan in place because you can't have Devin Dumernay, James Prochet, and Tylen Wallace be your receivers behind uh, Rashad Bateman. Listen, this is a weird segment for me because I'm not high on either team. I'm not extremely high on either quarterback. They took Andrew Booth. That's a good pick as well. Very good pick. That's a very very good pick. pick. Giants on the clock. You were talking about 34-2. I think Andrew Booth at there is a really good pick. Definitely. Great value. This is what I want to say. The Ravens, offensively, they got worse. I mean, they lost Hollywood Brown. Let's see what Rashad Bateman does. Let's see what he does. I like that they got Tyler Linderbaum out of this. I think this was a really good, a really good move for them. Needed it. They just lost Bradley Bozeman. He went to the Carolina Panthers. So now you needed to bolster up that offensive line once again. If you do want to be a run heavy first team, you need a block. Defensively, they're looking better with that Kyle Hamilton pick. Sure. Arizona, they're going all in on offense. Their defense is average at best. That's being nice. The offensive line is average at best. That's being nice. At best. The tight end room, Zach Ertz and Max Williams, it's okay. It's, 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 it's average. Not solid. Zach Ertz yeah. is not the player he used to be. But he had a really good season when he yeah, joined Arizona. But he's not the player he used to be. I'm with you. This was good because Rondell Moore is not a traditional receiver. 
They need a they need a second receiver next to um DeAndre DeAndre Hopkins. This is a Christian Kirk replacement. I mean, what is the real difference between Christian Kirk and Hollywood's Hollywood better. Brown? Hollywood is slightly better. Hollywood's better. Stop it's it. slightly Stop better. Hollywood put up ninety, a thousand yards and six touchdowns. I understand. I understand Hollywood Brown um wanting to be out, wanting to get traded because the scheme fit isn't for him. But I also have to hold him accountable because the scheme has nothing to do with you dropping balls. It was one game. Just three touchdowns. I know. I are know. we gonna? Are we gonna? Are we gonna? Wait. Are we gonna act like? Are we gonna act like Hollywood Brown hasn't had a drop problem since he entered the NFL? He's no. had a drop problem but since last he entered the season, NFL. It was specifically that week against the Lions. Hollywood Brown was the first receiver drafted in a class that featured Stacked. AJ Brown, Debo Samuel, yep. Terry McLaurin, DK Metcalf. Metcalf. I mean, this guy gets no breaks. The fact, the fact that he wanted to leave. If I'm Eric DaCosta, I'm opening the door for you because there's no way I'm giving you a long-term contract. Arizona now is going to have to give Hollywood Brown a long-term contract. Let's see how that works out. Arizona is in a position where they're now going to pay Colin Murray big-time money, which, granted, he is a very good player, so you got he's a great quarterback. You have to pay him. So you're paying <clears throat> Colin Murray, Hollywood Brown. He's up next. Where's the money to improve this team going forward? I'm not high on Arizona. I thought that, quite frankly, uh, Hollywood Brown. I like. I like it. I like the fit. Air raid fit. It's a, it's a good scheme fit. Using his speed, I like it a lot. Does this change the trajectory? No. Does this make the Cardinals more fun to watch? Yes. Trajectory of Arizona. Yes. Yeah. And I'm seeing a trend right now. <clears throat> We're coming off an off season where Tyreek Hill was traded, Devontae Adams was traded, AJ Brown was traded. Hollywood Brown was traded. All players outside of Hollywood, at least, that vocalized wanting brand new contracts. And Debo Samuel is disgruntled. I feel like there's a new trend going on where NFL teams are going to start treating the wide receiver position like the running back position. We're gonna get we're gonna get great production out of you if you hit for your rookie contract. But we're not going to pay you that long-term money. We're not going to pay you that. We're not going to give you long-term money. We're not going to give you that those guarantees, that big-time deal. If these teams were not willing to pay Devontae Adams, the Packers, which they could have, they just didn't want to, Tyreek Hill, A.J. Brown, I mean, these are big-time names. Well, Tay wanted out. Green Bay wanted him back. Tay wanted out. Tyreek Ty- Ty- Hill... Yeah, I mean, Kansas City, you, you pay a quarterback that much money, money's going to get you tight. You get handcuffed. Yeah, and the Giants just took Wondell Robinson. That pick sucks. He's 5'8". I don't understand what's going on there. N'Kobe Dean's right there. You need a linebacker. I don't mind going yeah, receiver. Yeah, Blake Martinez. I don't yeah, mind going Blake receiver, Martinez but I'd rather another one. Sky more. He was injured all last season. Five, eight, one, you don't want to pay that. I don't like it. I, I would have taken N'Kobe Dean. He has some injury I feel like trend. there's that's a new trend going on, though. Yeah, but... I mean, we've seen, because it's different, running backs, we've seen second contracts not work out. Receivers, we've seen guys you know, play yes, well into sure. their late 20s, into their early 30s as well. So I I understand what you're saying, and it's interesting because... You're, you're right, but also we're starting to see more frequently receivers coming out of college and putting up big-time numbers. Yeah. We've seen back-to-back years sure. receivers set the rookie receiving yards record in Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase. Obviously, those are anomalies. Thank you. But the fact that it happened in back-to-back years 
kind of shows that there is a trend going on. These are on. also generational guys. Like Jamar Chase. Jamar was Jetta's, gen, no, wasn't a prospect. Me. Jamar yeah. is amazing. I mean, he Jetta's was he come, wasn't an elite level prospect. Justin Jefferson, yeah. No. Like, these are both. Uh, you, you said also, he wasn't. A, you said he wasn't there, a prospect. Uh, yeah, 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 a generational prospect. Yes, no, Jamar for sure. Yes. I, you're 100 yeah. percent right on Jettis. but Jettis has come in. He's already solidified himself at oh, yeah, minimum. Top three. Top I mean, three. all these in the 2019 class. DK had a thousand. Had close to a thousand. Terry had close to a thousand. AJ Brown had a thousand. Uh, Hollywood didn't have it. Debo didn't have um, it. Debo, but injuries. Like mm-hmm. most of these guys have come out and have. He was relatively really, healthy re- rookie season. Yeah, actually. and I think he missed one game. Yeah. 2020 wide receiver class. I'm forgetting who was at the top of that. Jettas, Ruggs, Lamb. Yeah, Judy, all those Judy. guys. All those Judy guys outside of Rager. outside of Judy, outside of Judy Rager. Well, mostly three misses, like two hits. But You're saying Judy's a miss. So far, yes, it is a miss. You just gotta get onto the wave, bro. Four hundred yards? Are you kidding me? You missed eight games. Yeah, I know. He missed almost half. I know, but like so far, it's a miss off of the production. I'm not saying he's going to be a bust. Was his quarterback? He had almost nine hundred receiving yards. Yeah, I'm not saying he's going to be a bust, but so far, it's been a miss. Like if you, if if this, no, 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 it's good. It's good. No, 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 bro, it's good. It's good. If somehow, it's good. It's good. I know. I'm just saying. It, no, there's nothing to say. You're fine. You don't I'll, need. No, I'll, I'll finish saying my statement. I don't know if you want to. If football stopped today, nobody played again, and we just look back at their careers. Oh Judy's God. a miss. Such a whack comment to make, though. Yeah, that's that's tough, bro. Two years he's been injured. But one thing that's interesting: look at the teams that are trading away these receivers too. Rugs is more of a hit than Judy so far. Please, well, not anymore. But, but can we can we stop recording the show? What you just said was ridiculous. What Ruggs? are you saying? Henry Ruggs has never played another down in the NFL. No, but like their first two years, Ruggs' first two years compared to Judy's you look, first two years. You could look at his first year. Ruggs that's is it, better. Bro. Ruggs but is but better. regardless, the teams that are training away these receivers, like you have the Chiefs, the Titans, the Packers, all teams that we think are you know well organized, competent teams, really don't have an issue training away these guys too. And the teams that are acquiring them, the Dolphins. I, I saw this. I forgot who mentioned this, but like the teams who are acquiring these guys are usually the teams that we don't think of the most well run, like the Raiders and the Dolphins. So while I don't agree with you in terms of I think giving out second uh second contracts to receivers is fine, the teams that have been winning over these last ten years are training away wide receivers and don't seem to be, you know, hell bent on it. Also the teams acquiring them, uh Dolphins, Raiders. Eagles, rookie quarterbacks. True. So that's Not the Raiders, all, but yeah. And Arizona is about to pay collar, but that's show yeah, and the Raiders, but that's showing that if teams already are paying a quarterback, most likely the wide receiver is not getting that extension. Yeah, that's why you got to be aggressive while you have that rookie contract. Yeah, no doubt. The quarterbacks. Before we go on to the next segment, a quick word from DraftKings: the NBA playoffs means next level basketball. Get in on the first round action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet five dollars on any team to win and get $150 in free bets instantly. You win no matter what. All DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also bet during the first round with the same game parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. Plus, place the same game parlay each day with three or more legs and get up to $25 in free bets back if one leg doesn't hit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game during the first round of the playoffs and get $150 in free bets instantly. That's promo code TBPN at DraftKings Sportsbook and official sports betting partner of the NBA. Shout out DraftKings. Kenny Pickett was the only quarterback drafted in the first round at pick 20. He's going to the Steelers. He played college at Pittsburgh, had 42 touchdowns, seven interceptions in his final season. 
4,300 yards and completed 67% of his passes. The consensus around multiple scouts and analysts is that he is the most pro-ready quarterback. But there has been some chatter and some questions about whether he was the right pick over a guy like Malik Willis who has a higher ceiling. Now, because of that, do you think that drafting Kenny Pickett was the right choice? Or would you have liked to see the Steelers fill more needs? So that too. John Mechie like to it. the Texans. I like it. A bit earlier than I expected, but I remember watching Jameson Williams tape, and I'm like, damn, Mechie's kind of good. Yeah. I, I wasn't expecting it. He is solid. Um, Kenny Pickett, we have a couple. You know, We had Joey on the show a few months ago who's a big Steelers fan. Our friend Jer as well, who's a big Steelers fan too. They all. wanted Malik. Um, you know, I'm not, they're not speaking on the entire Steelers fan base and, you know, Pittsburgh had their choice of Malik or Kenny Pickett and leading up to the draft during the senior bowl, the combine the pro days, it seemed like Mike Tomlin was just infatuated with Malik Willis. And I think a lot of people expect them to take Malik and they ended up going with Kenny Pickett. Pickett was my quarterback too in this class. So I don't see it as, you know, this utter disgrace where they just completely bomb the pick. But I kind of look at this as being short-sighted. I think the Steelers look at this at this selection and wanted to get a guy that could help immediately. And I don't exactly agree with that because they signed Mitchell Trubisky, who I don't think is great by any means. I think he's a below average quarterback, probably one of the bottom five to seven quarterbacks in the NFL. But at least year one, he's probably going to be better than Kenny Pickett. I mean, Pickett was a five-year player at Pitt. He started for four seasons. He didn't break out to his super senior season at um at Pitt and it took him a while to really get going the seasons before that his true senior season he had 2400 yards 13 touchdowns nine interceptions a pretty pedestrian season by any account as long as you're a first round prospect you're usually putting up ridiculous numbers which he did in 2021 putting up 4300 yards 42 to 7 touchdown interception ratio so his final season he was phenomenal but you have to remember he's 23 going against guys that are 18 to 20 years old. I mean, he's just far more developed in terms of physically and mentally. He's been in this program for five seasons now, so it's not shocking that he went out and dominated at Pitt. I just think I would have taken Malik because you could have Mitch Trubisky start for a season. 100%. You could suck. You could get a top 10 pick at another player who could come and contribute right away. And then you have Malik sitting for that entire season. He comes in year two, and I think he gives you more upside than Kenny Pickett. I think he is physically he's better. Obviously, I'm not really infatuated with the whole hand size thing. I don't think that's a deal breaker per se because no. he's double jointed. So And he his, already played in Pittsburgh and was yeah, efficient. And so like he's double jointed, so his hands don't stretch like a normal person's hands do. Like It's not exactly fair to compare it. Um, but Pickett, in terms of his traits, he's a really good down-the-field passer, completing over 50% of his deep passes. I think he's really calm in the pocket, but can struggle at times when he faces um, blitzes and just generally under pressure. He has great ball placement. He can make off-platform throws as well, throws with great anticipation. So he has traits there that you could definitely work with, but I personally just would have went with a higher upside guy, especially because you have a bridge quarterback in place with Mitch Trubisky. You want me to go? Yes. i tell you what, I feel very similarly. Where you saw, You bring in Mitch now to be that bridge quarterback like you mentioned, to to transfer you over to your next quarterback. You take the guy with the higher ceiling in Malik Willis. Kenny Pickett at 24, like I my concerns I stated before the draft, let's say he comes in now and he gets drafted by a team that has a quarterback and he has to wait a couple seasons. What? How old is, is Kenny Pickett going to be when he makes a start? He could 24? start this season, right? He's 24 right now. He's 24 right now. Let's say that Trubitsky comes in and he plays well to start. He turns 24 in June. Okay. So it's probably looking at, what, 25, potentially 26. He was a first-round quarterback, yes. But if Trubisky can play well and, and and show that he is has taken strides in his game, is better than what he showed in his time in Chicago, 
where he or he showed some flashes, but for majority was not great. If Trubisky plays well, this is a wasted pick. Where with at least with Willis, he can come in. It could be but a Trubisky's wasted. Malik not Willis. I'm not. Franchise. I'm not disagreeing. Malik Willis turns 23 in a month. Okay, so he's 22 right now. So Kenny Pickett enough. and him, they're they're a year apart. But my my only concern here is, I Pickett like is 23 the, turns 24 in June. I like the higher ceiling, and I like I like that that possibility of Malik Willis coming in and really being a game changer. He showed that he can be a dynamic quarterback in terms of using his legs and being able to to make tacklers miss was one of the le- I think he was the league leader in, in broken tackles last season or missed tackles forced. He has those abilities. It's just a matter of whether he can be an accurate passer. He has the arm clear as day. He has the strongest arm in this draft. I think that is a little bit risky to go with Pickett. I think I would have gone Willis for sure, but time will tell. You know, this is uh, a bit this bit easy for me just given my analysis on this because oftentimes we don't talk about it enough. We don't talk about the business side of football enough. Kenny Pickett to the Steelers is a PR marketing dream. He's from Pittsburgh. Every single fan in Pittsburgh, a Steelers, they wanted Kenny Pickett. That's who they want. This guy is going to sell out jerseys. And you think so? I think he is. Pittsburgh's, you know, I think Pittsburgh's fans. Yeah, that's true, I guess. And not only that, but Kenny Pickett, to most analysts and scouts, is the most pro-ready quarterback in this draft. Can start right away. And he has a higher floor than most. He has a higher floor than all these quarterbacks. His floor is the highest amongst all these quarterbacks. That's why I'm not totally, I'm not downing this pick. When we talk about the draft, we often talk about potential so much, especially when we talk about the quarterback position. Now, I just had this idea in my head because there have been so many quarterbacks that have come into the draft cycle and everybody salivates over their potential. Look at his arm strength. Look at this mobility. Look at how he does this. He can be a star. Quarterbacks in general don't hit. Quarterbacks that you take over a guy that is clearly better because of the potential factor usually don't hit sometimes as well. Now, everybody is salivating over Malik Willis's potential when he's probably going to be Ryan Mallett. Jesus. Is that is that so crazy to say? Well, when the Lions take Malik Willis right now and they become one of the better offenses in the league, we'll see. Uh, the only disagreement I have is teams look for traits. Ryan Team, Mallett had the traits. I understand, but the whole potential thing, like teams are going to look for potential in terms of they're looking for traits, looking for the big but tra- arm, looking but for traits, mobility. But traits, traits is also reading defenses, scanning the field, His being issue is his ability to get the ball out on time. He hesitates a little bit too much. Malik also is not accurate. He completes no, 61% no, of his passes. No, definitely. But we agree, none of these quarterbacks we love. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't disagree with you. So, like, if you take Kenny Pickett and he's, okay, if if, if Malik is Ryan Mallett, what's Kenny Pickett? Like, I would have used Jared Goff. Was, I was say, was Kenny, who was your uh, Taysom Hill comp? Who was it again? Oh, it was, it was, it was, it was Kenny, Kenny Pickett, Pickett right? My Taysom Hill's better than Ryan Mallett. <laughs> yeah, should they he's not in the have, NFL because of Sean Payton. They should have 100% gone offensive line. But they, they built it up in the offseason. They signed a few guys. You would rather still protect it for the future. Malik Willis, I'm just this take might age badly in a minute because the Lions are on the clock. I think Malik Willis, Desmond Ritter goes before him. 
Desmond Ritter, I think the line he's he's probably going to be. I think that's going to fuel Malik. Malik has that like character in that he does, man. Moxie that he's like, like all right, I'll you know I'll eat that and I'll I'll keep it pushing, dude. That's why I'm actually I'm hesitating over I'm hesitating. Oh my god, (laughs) I'm hesitating over tweeting the Ryan Mallet thing. No, that's ridiculous. It's not ridiculous. It's really not. Please, it's not ridiculous. Why do you think it's ridiculous? It would be the third ridiculous thing you've said on this show. You think it's just ridiculous because you think Malik Willis is somehow going to be a star? I don't think Malik was. I just said I'm down all the quarterbacks. Ryan Mallet was bad. He's not good. No, he was very talented. And he had a stretch with the Texans where he was good, actually. Uh, bro. He had like a, a couple game stretch where he was okay. What, two? Yeah. But, <laughs> okay, sick. Yeah, what, two what I'm saying. games. But out so of, did Sam Darnold. But out of Arkansas, he was like the, he, uh, no, the I'm strongest not, I'm arm not down, in the draft. I'm not down the prospects. He had the traits. I'm not down the prospects. I'm just saying, traits aren't everything, bro. But I know, but teams and look he was, at traits. And he was better in college than Malik Willis. Teams look at traits. too. Yeah, Malik didn't do... Malik, numbers-wise, was not incredibly impressive by any means. At Kenny all. Pickett he was. was below average. But Kenny Pickett, it just bothers me that it took him his fifth year... Ah, they passed on him. I'm telling you, Josh like Pascal. everybody is exactly. They're not even looking at Malik because well, no, the NFL is telling us what they think of Malik. Yeah, they Wait, don't think he's a, a going to be that great of a player. I'm fuming. But, but takes, if you it only if takes you, one, if the Steelers I know pass on Pickett, who I, knows I know he could be here mean, too. But watching Malik on film, you're like, he, there's a lot of red flags. Bro. I know, but he, you also have the traits that teams are going to look at and be like, we could fix this. Yes, and that's not how you end up right with, or wrong. That's how you end up with Ryan Mallet. Not saying it's right or wrong. This that's, rumor of Malik going to just looks ridiculous. No, also, like just just to, just to add these quotes before we move on to the next segment, uh, Kevin Colbert said Kenny is just a mature, even killed guy. When we're studying the quarterbacks, we not only watch them on the field, but watch we watch them off the field when they come off and how they are with teammates. How do they interact with their coaches? How do they conduct media interviews? We feel that the maturity that he displayed on and off the field will help him in that endeavor. Tomlin said this, we talked about his high floor and the high floor was because of the intangibles, but also the anticipation and the pro accuracy were very obvious and consistent when studying his tape. It was a good thing for him to come back and go to school and get another year of college experience. He is 24 years old. He is a mature young man. You do, you do see maturity in his game. And I think all of those things are going to put him in a position to compete. So, Tyler Lindebaum, I would have gone. Malik doesn't have any character concerns either. Can, so can say he that pick out there. It? Can, he can has he? no character concerns. He's uh, yeah, yeah, great for off sure. the field. I, look, I think Malik Willis is a great guy. I'm just speaking on the film. The, I know. The, no, I don't think. You're acting like like Malik Willis is a top 10 player to me. He's not. I, I never said that, but I'm just saying. You thought you told me I, I said he was going to be a star. That is what you said. I was just assuming. But let's just be honest here. Stop assuming. Was Malik your QB1? He was. Yes. He was. He was all of our QBs. But I don't like any of those QBs. Neither do I, I bro. am just saying, let me let me finish. Damn. Let me finish. Oh, now he doesn't like it. Malik. Unbelievable. Malik Willis. You do it to me all the time. <laughs> Stop that. talking about Stop here? that. I don't want to hear What are you talking you. about? Stop that. Malik Willis. The film says that he's not a day one guy, bro. I understand. He's not a first round pick. Kenny the Pickett, film says he's not. Kenny Pickett took till year five where he's... Three, two, three years but older 42, than all these but guys. But forty-two picks and seven, seven, forty-two touchdowns and seven picks. I, I know what you're that, saying. That that is at least end of round one. I know what you're saying, but projection. Let me know if you agree or disagree. Would you rather hit on an average quarterback or miss on a bad quarterback? Do you think Kenny Pickett can be as good as Baker Mayfield? No. Uh, that's not a high ceiling to hit. No, it's I'm not. Just, answer the question because you know it's a yes. I'm, that's why you're taking yes. long. Bruh, bruh. I think he can be as good as Baker. I mean, you're the but one that likes you, Baker, don't I you? I like Baker. Would you rather Kenny Pickett? So you like Kenny now? Would you guys? 
he he's got some moxie to him. Cool. Answer this question: Would you guys rather hit on an average quarterback or miss or just bust on a quarterback? Bust. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> or just no, no. miss on a quarterback. I'll give you another scenario. Would you rather hit on an average quarterback or swing and miss completely on a guy who has the high upside, but, but he can never even start a game in the NFL because he, he just can't. He's not good. But as, when you miss, at least you know you miss and you have to move on to the next guy. When you hit on these average guys like a Daniel Jones, who I think is below average, you continue to put him out there. This is year four of Daniel Jones. Instead of year two, no Josh Rosen. He's a complete miss. Now we got Kyler. Now, obviously, they got lucky. They ended up having number one pick. That doesn't happen all the time. But when you miss on these quarterbacks, you could right away go, okay, we need a new quarterback. Let's get in here. Instead of being stuck in this quarterback purgatory where you have a guy who's decent, but he's not great, but he's not terrible. He's going to win enough games, but you're never not going to have a top five pick. So I'd rather just swing for the fences on Malik and you miss because it's not like Kenny Pickett's not going to be a top 10 guy. He's not going to be a top 10 quarterback. Okay. I'm not totally disagreeing with you, but uh, there's always a risk to that. And there, there are some players where the risk is warranted with Malik on film. It doesn't feel like the risk is warranted with that. It just that's that's what I'm saying. I don't know. He has traits. He has the big arm. He's mobile. He's got a huge arm. I'm gonna tweet. Needs to be accurate. Are you gonna do the um, Ryan Mallory? Let's bro? get people mad. Yeah, I mean that's gonna do numbers. Just <laughs> let's get people mad. It, you just said Ryan Mallet, who nobody's heard in like 15 years. I mean, he was in the league like four years ago. But regardless, it's similar though. Traits are similar. You can't lie about that. Did one. Ryan Mallet have a huge arm. He, no, yeah, his yeah. arm was incredible. So just search up some YouTube highlights I, real quick and nah, look. No, I'm it. just gonna go to his stats. There's, Nothing I would want to do. I don't want to look at Ryan Mount highlights. highlights. Nothing I want to do. Less. <laughs> Please, no. Trust me. Just look at one. No, big no. Look I'm at not. one big time throw. No, I Drew, believe. I on. believe you, bro. I believe. No, you. Drew. Please, <laughs> just look at one big time throw. Please, Yo, just look at no. one big time throw. So you'd rather have uh, Ryan Mallet than Taysom Hill? Is what you're telling me? No, I'd rather have Taysom Hill. Oh, sorry. Yeah, can you pick a Taysom? Yeah, I'd rather have Taysom Hill than than Ryan Mallet. Dude, Ryan Mallet stinks. <laughs> Bro, look at his Bro said he had two good games. <laughs> no, he did. Bro, Brett <laughs> Coleman made a video about Ryan Mallett could be the Texas franchise quarterback. You think he regrets that? Um, Bro started eight games. Oh, no, never mind. Sorry. He played with D-Hop. He played 21 games, but he's a 3-5 and five record. He went to Clemson? No, he went to Arkansas. He played with D-Hop in Houston. Ah, yeah, that's what I was like, what? He went to Houston. He got, okay. he got traded to Houston after New England. 20, 2015, 1,300 yards. Oh, just kidding. I was looking at I was looking at two. That was his touchdown uh, percentage. He had six interceptions, five touchdowns. Dude, this guy sucks. Yeah, he's mid, bro. But he had the traits. I can't believe I'm looking at Ryan Mallet stats. Where he was second round. Pick? He was a third string quarterback on the Patriots. Somebody just replied, "This is either going to be an accurate third or horrendous pick. take." Ryan Mallet was a third <laughs> round pick, six six two forty. He was a big fella. Yeah, six six two forty, strong, very strong arm. Like he had the traits, bro. But I'm saying that's it. Doesn't always matter. I don't know that much. Like last year's draft in twenty twenty one, like Trey Lance had the traits, but he also had twenty eight touchdowns, zero picks. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know. Like he he had that. Like Fields had the production with the traits, so I, those are warranted. But even Pickett has one year of production, and no, it was I know his fifth mean. season. Joe Burrow too, though. But he was also on yeah. the greatest. I'm not saying, but he was on the he Joe is Burrow the is leader the, of the greatest Joe college Burrow's football team of all time. You can, you can you can you can yeah I know I love Joe Burrow. You know how much I love I Joe Burrow. You can say that. But also the knock on Joe Burrow was he had the talent, and he was carried by that talent. He wasn't carried. I know he wasn't carried, but that no was one the, should say that. That yeah. was the he's, knock he's on him. He won the Heisman. Correct. Yeah, yeah even it. though he's like you know I love he Joe was Burrow. all world. But I'm just saying, just because you just have one year production, Zach Wilson only Joe has Burrow. one year production. 
I know. We're, we're not going to hold but that Zach against Wilson's him. a better prospect. No, but I know. I'm just saying. I'm just. I'm not mad at the Steelers for going with a safer quarterback. I'm not. That's I'm not, not the end of the world. He's my quarterback, too. I'm not distraught. I would, and I told you, I'd go Desmond Ritter over Malik. I need to see where Look, Sam goes, Looking at these o- these upcoming picks, the Bears aren't taking quarterback. We have no. the Saints at 49, right? 49, yep, 49, yeah. The Saints, we were talking about them taking him at in the first yeah. round. Yeah, the Colts at 53, and then Falcons at 58, Vikings at 59. I mean, this could be third down, uh, third round quarterbacks at this point. Yeah. On to the winners and losers of the first round of the NFL draft. I'll start with you, Joel. Who are your winners for the first round of the NFL? I have four winners. We talked about basically all these teams already, but the Jets getting three first-round picks. You pick up Sauce, who brings that swag to the defense that desperately needed. Garrett Wilson, you get another wide receiver who's an elite separator with Elijah Moore. Um, And then uh, Jermaine Johnson, who's on some people's board, a top-three edge rusher in this class. He only has one real year of production at FSU, but he got some playing time at Georgia. Some some people's boards is is insane, but just I'm pretty sure Daniel Jeremiah had him as the third or fourth ranked edge rusher in this class. Him and him and Joe Douglas are boys, so it doesn't shock me. Okay. Um, the Lions are huge winners, getting Jamison Williams and Hutchinson. Though that duo is the best in the I, entire I like draft so far. And then the New York Giants getting Evan Neal and Kayvon Thibodeau home run. All right, I have a few winners. I was live tweeting through this draft, and it seemed like every other pick. I was saying, I love this pick. I love this pick. But without a doubt, number one winner, New York Jets. I don't have to say anymore. Sauce, uh, Garrett Wilson, Jermaine Johnson to address every single need that you have. In one draft, in the first round, amazing. What There's happened, man? Jaquan Brisker. Yeah, yikes. Lions, without a doubt, are my second winners to have Hutch- <laughs> to have Aiden Hutchinson and, and Jamison Williams come in. My two number ones at their respective position. Hutchinson being my best player in the draft available, in, and, and Williams being my number one receiver in the draft to get both of them. Obviously, I have to be on board with the Lions. And... You said you said the Giants, correct? So then I won't go Giants. I'll, I'll go a, a curveball, actually, that people aren't going to believe. Kansas City Chiefs, for them to get Trent McDuffie and George Karloftis to trade into the to the first, to move up, excuse me, I should say, to get Trent McDuffie, they desperately needed secondary, and to get Trent McDuffie at that pick was an absolute steal, arguably the steal of the draft. And then George Karloftis, who was very high on a lot of people's boards as well, to get them in the late 20s, was an excellent pick by them. You're probably going to lose Melvin Ingram. They desperately need an edge rusher. And to get George Karloff, this is huge. I love what you guys said. You know, first-round winners to me is also like kind of like first-round steals. So this is not a steal, but I, I think the Panthers won with their pick. Icky Aquanu, they now have an offensive line of Icky, Bradley Bozeman, Austin Corbett, Taylor Martin. Those are four solid offensive linemen. Cute line now. And their offensive line was horrendous last season, so this can definitely improve maybe Sam Darnold's play <laughs> if he's the starter this upcoming season. The Chiefs definitely won. Karloftis, McDuffie, the Ravens with Ravens, Linderbaum yeah. and Kyle Hamilton. I mean, Kyle Hamilton and Marcus Williams sounds like the best duo, the, the best safety duo in football. We know the Jets, the Giants, they both won. Easy. Most teams that had two picks in the first round. Yeah. One, the Packers. Now that we know they drafted Christian Watson in the second we round, we didn't even talk about those two. For the Jets. Those two Jeez. picks with Quay Walker first round here. and Devontae Wyatt look really good. They right look now. great now. They look really good. They right look great because I had the Packers as a loser because I was disappointed that they didn't take a wide receiver. But for them to get the player that I wanted them to take and Christian Watson, yeah. I can't complain. Also, the two teams at the end of the first round: Bengals, Vikings taking Dax Hill. Who's a versatile safety? He can like even play so slot corner. I love that pick. Him and Jesse Bates is going to be awesome. And then Lewis Seen with the Vikings, very good player too. So and I like most three. of these picks. Your losers, I'm interested to hear because 
to be honest with you, it was hard to really find a blatant loser. I have one specific, but I'm four. interested. So okay. Lewis Seen, just before we go on to our losers, did not allow a touchdown as the primary defender in pass coverage last dog. season nice. on a 500 total pass coverage snaps. And that was the most covered snaps by any FBS defender without allowing a touchdown all year. And we didn't talk about Baltimore got David Ajabo in the second round. He Max. tore his Achilles at his pro day, but I mean, before that, he was a guaranteed top 15 was that pick. That, was he the one that had the ugly clip of him tearing his Achilles and then they just let him lie yes. there? It was terrible. Nasty. Yeah. All right, let's hear the losers. I have four, I have four losers. Okay, I, I'm interested. Think one, I know one specifically. Yeah, one's the yes, Saints. Easy. Yep. You guys know my two. The two players I was down the most in the first round were Chris Olave and Penning. Uh, I think Chris Olave. They traded up for him as well. They traded up yeah. for a wide receiver too. He offers. Easy, he easy. offers right, nothing after the catch. He come broke nine tackles in four years at Ohio State. His senior year, he was the third best wide receiver on his team. Penning. Uh, he just has issues across the board. He's an older prospect as well, I think. Um, but overall, I didn't like Penning. I mean, the tackles kind of dried up after Charles Cross. I know, like uh, Tyler Smith went to I was Dallas say, as that well. That was a great pick by that. Um, he had some penalty problems True. too. But I didn't really love any of the tackles after the big three. So Penning just more a factor of that than anything. I didn't like the Vikings draft. I think trading down from 12 to 32, only getting an extra third wide like Lewis seen. I think that's a really good pick for them. I don't like trading down 20 picks, letting your division rival get Jamison Williams, and really you just moved up in the second and got an extra third. The player I like, but the the strategy behind it didn't like. The Patriots, Cole Strange, they haven't really been a great drafting team for a while. Mac Jones was obviously a hit, but Cole Strange, I know the you saw the Rams joking about him being there in the hundreds. Um, I think they needed to get an explosive playmaker. I would have tried to get a, a wide receiver there, Sky Moore or George Pickens, but it looks like both of those guys are falling late into the second round. And then lastly, the Commanders. I'm not a big Jahan Dotson fan, especially taking him over Traylon Burks is, is ridiculous to me. I'm with you on the Patriots. I definitely would have gone receiver at that point. They definitely need some weapons to help Mac Jones out, and they didn't do so. The Jaguars actually I have as a loser solely for the fact that I have Trayvon Walker as my third best edge rusher. I have Aiden Hutchinson and Kayvon Thibodeau over him. So for them to to take, in my opinion, a gamble at number one, which it should never be, is definitely not best case scenario for me. And the reason why I have the Saints as losers, even though I am higher on Olave than you are, is because... Jamison Williams was right there for you. I understand the idea that you already have Michael Thomas, who you fear can't stay on the field, has been out for almost two full seasons, really a season and a half. But to to bring in another injury concern, yes, I understand that, that hesitancy, but it's already been said. He's been progressing ahead of schedule on his ACL surgery, and... He is just one big play waiting to happen. I'm going to continue to say it. He is the biz, the best big play receiver in this draft. He is going to be the best receiver in this draft. To pass on him is a loss for me. I'm not mad at the Saints draft outside of pending. I like Chris Olave. Tyler Smith, I would have taken 100% over him as well. Because I, I like Chris Olave. Because they have Michael Thomas. So Chris Olave doesn't have to be wide receiver number one. You traded up in your 11th overall pick. I think I want a wide receiver one. Okay, but maybe Chris Olave surprised all of us. Surprises all of us. We don't know. Maybe I think Olave's going to be solid. Justin for sure. Jefferson surprised everybody. Listen, I'm not. I'm not saying that I'm down on. I know it's. Crazy. I'm just saying he did. I'm not. Nobody down. thought he was going to be Listen, this good. Again, I'm higher on Olave Justin than Jefferson most. Justin Jefferson is a prospect. Not, shit here. The Saints, Alante Taylor, cornerback. PFF users picked Malik Willis. They've picked Malik Willis for a ton of people. I actually looked at who who was I looking at? Bro, they've picked Malik Willis for every single yeah. pick. Oh yeah, it was the Giants pick. Eleven percent of users like the Wandell Robinson pick. It's kind of cool. The Bears are sorry. Oh no, they're sorry. How is Pickens not the pick here, Sky Moore? Anyone? 
Pickens, I'm just, Chiefs. I, I'm scared because they have a new head coach and, and they have a new front office that, yeah. I mean, how do you just. So on, on to my losers, Commanders. Jahan Dotson, I thought, was a very big reach. When watching him on film, highlights, nothing stood out to me. He, he's, he can play outside. This narrative that he's just a slot guy is a false narrative. He can play outside. But I thought Washington, who they're probably going to pay Terry McLaurin. They have Curtis Samuel. They drafted Diami Brown last year with the third-round pick. I didn't think Jahan Dotson was the major need here. I feel like they need a coverage linebacker bad. Like Jamin Davis was the first-round pick for them last year at pick 19, and he is he was bad. He was horrible. They need more help defensively, I think, not only with the cornerback position, at linebacker. So that's why it was kind of uh, – it was weird to me, that pick. The Texans lost to me. Ooh, Derek Stingley. Disagree. To take Derek Stingley over Sauce, I understand the upside of Derek Stingley, but it's a big risk when Sauce, to me, is that's a upside. surefire player. And they drafted Kenyon Green, who I think is a good guard. It like fills a need. Mm-hmm. But you saw once he got the call, he was visibly upset. Looks like he didn't even want to go to Houston. I didn't see that. No, he was visibly upset. And the, the they didn't have a pick in the first round of the draft, this team, but I think they're losers uh, because the Raiders declined fifth-year options on all of their 2019 first-round picks. Jonathan Abrams, Josh Jacobs, Cullen Jacobs, Farrell. Like, I mean, the other big, two is not yeah, shocking. Like, yeah, but like big-time misses. It's not shocking because they're yeah. bad. But, you know, the, the big storyline here is that they drafted three players in 2019 in the first round that were bad. So that's the big storyline here. Josh Jacobs here. isn't bad. Yeah, outside you of just, Josh Jacobs. I just first-round running backs. I mean, outside of Josh Jacobs, I yeah. Agree. I agree with you. But, but those still. are my losers. So two hours and seven minutes. You know, we talked I, I put up on Twitter, I tweeted on the Pick Aside Pod account that we were going to record the football episode on Monday. And everybody tweeted back like they agreed, yeah, Monday is such a better day to do it. And we just decided last minute to just change it up. And, you know, <laughs> let's just record today because – there's so much stuff that went on. On, on. on some real quick to end the show, you said that Marquise Brown is going to be one of the better wide receiver twos. Yeah. I'm going to name a few wide receiver twos. You tell me if you take Marquise so, Brown or you take you know these other guys. Okay. All right, T. Higgins, T. Higgins, um, Chris Godwin, Godwin for sure. Now, is there any other wide receiver that you're taking outside those wide receiver two? Wide receiver two. I'd have to think about it. I'd have to look some stuff. So look at these uh, wide receivers. So if you're going to tell me that Marquise Brown is the third best wide receiver two, just off top of my head, and he's with Kyler Murray paired with DeAndre Hopkins, this offense is going to be insane. It's going to be amazing, actually. Trying to think what other wide receiver twos are out there. Hunter Renfro. I would take Marquise. With Kyler. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Tyler Lockett. I'm taking Marquise. I would take Lockett. With Um, with Drew Locke? uh, Yeah, I know, but... Just in terms of who's better, Jalen Waddle. I mean, who's the number two there? Of course, that that those are ones. Mike Williams. Godwin's a one. Mike Williams or Mike Mark Williams. King. Come on now. No, I'm Hollywood? taking Hollywood. That, that's not that's not crazy actually. That's not nuts. Devonte Smith. Devonte Smith. Ah, uh, you know I, love, I know. You know yeah, I, I know it's Smitty. <laughs> but I'm going to tell you what. I'm, I'm actually going Marquise. Believe it or not, over Smitty for this upcoming season. Without a doubt, he's I'm going to be better. I am going Marquise. Me too. Yeah, so he's yeah he's the top five wide receiver too. That's not crazy. No, no, for sure. He's just not he's not a one, which is no. Fine. Yeah, I don't think that he can be a one in that system. But with DeAndre Hopkins, oof, he's it's gonna, gonna put fun. up numbers. Oh no, it's gonna be fun. He's gonna put up numbers. Oh, the Patriots just traded up to fifty. He's gonna remind me of a lot of Emmanuel Sanders in Denver. I like that. A I lot like of that. that. Yes. Yeah. Maybe not as crafty as a route runner. No doubt. But 
Yeah, I know what you're saying. But and they could get very creative. Kobe Dean is, the, is going to be the pick. You think? They yeah. value big linebackers, though. Kobe Dean doesn't fit they, that. They feel like, I feel like the Patriots need to get... Okay, they're either going to Kobe Dean or they're going Nick Bonito from Oklahoma. A Sky Moore. They need a receiver. They're not. They're, they just traded for Devontae Parker. They're not going receiver. That's wow, terrible. They just went for Devontae Parker. No, I understand what you're saying, but like the Patriots probably think that. I, yeah, you're right. It's, it's bad. You're right. You're right. Um, you're right. I think I don't think it's Dean. I think they value. I big just linebackers can't believe too much. that that's what's going to be in their head. I mean, also it's, it's like you know, I just before I go on and talk about this, I saw this tweet from Connor Hughes. <coughs> I once covered a Jets offense that was led by Jermaine Curse, Deontay Burnett, and the corpse of Matt Forte. Matt Forte now, Corey Davis, Elijah Jet Moore, legend. Garrett Wilson, Mike Carter, Brees Hall, CJ Uzama, and Tyler Conklin. What a difference Joe Douglas makes. My first fantasy football team was winning as my Forte. Fun fact. The first year that we did a draft, I had Matt Forte on my squad, and he was absolutely amazing. We used and to really have hope for Deontay Burnett. Jets fans know the struggle. We, we used to we think about Stephen Hill and we, Devin Smith. We, Stephen Hill was supposed to be good, though. Stephen Hill was a dog. My time as a Bronco fan, I had six strong years of being in misery. But Shut man, up, bro. We're back. You, you know, you know who's supposed be to be good, too? The, yeah, like I'm Devin not, Smith. No, no. I'm, I'm trying to exactly. Huh? Devin Smith. It's, Ohio State. kind of similar to Garrett Wilson. He was supposed <laughs> to be good. He's fast Ohio State receiver. Oh, jeez. But we have Zach now, so it don't matter. He's going to make anyone good. I was about to show you guys something, but I totally freaking forgot. Oh, yeah. Look, after the draft happened, I actually I reached out to Sauce Gardner and Jermaine Johnson via Twitter DM to see if they want to come on the show. None of them have answered me yet. Maybe we should just shoot our shot on the show and post it on, on Twitter. Like Let's a do clip. it. Let's do yeah. it. How do you guys want to start this? <laughs> oh, right now? Yeah. I don't know. Just look into the camera. Be very, very sincere and truthful. Yeah, I was going to say, he's the okay. he's the king of doing we're this. The, we're both Jets fans, so yeah. I think it makes more sense for us. But I want you to also be in it, though. Yeah. No, no, I, listen, so, I, you guys know I'm, an, I'm a supporter of the Jets. They I actually drafted a well. receiver. They drafted Tyquan Thornton, who ran a 4-2-8 in the combine. I like it. Oh, I don't mind it. Tyquan Thornton? Though? I know, I know. Um, but at least they're trying. Go ahead. I'll, I'll Go ahead, talk boys. to Sauce. You want to talk to one of the other ones? I feel like we're going to have better luck getting Jermaine Johnson. Jermaine? Yeah. He I saw his Instagram story. He has like a setup, like a streaming setup because he games. Oh, that's tough. Yeah. All, all you right. have to do is yeah. zoom. I, I go like for Jermaine. Jermaine. I'll go for sauce. You gotta shoot your Let's shot. just all go for Jermaine. Okay. I think we could I think we can Listen, get Jermaine. Reach for I'm the nervous. stars. Shoot for the moon. Like you okay. know, shoot for the moon. <laughs> Let's start this off then. Okay. All right. If you're watching this right now, Jermaine Johnson, it's because this was intentional. I'm a Jets fan. My partner in crime here is a Jets fan. We want you to be on the show. We want to, we want to do a quick 15 to 20 minute interview. Talk about you being drafted, your story, you being a New York Jet. Listen, when Joe Joe Douglas said that we went and got you cuz you told the Jets, you told Joe Douglas you wanted him to go get you. Well, we're doing a similar thing right now. We we're trying you. to go get you. We want you. We're trying to get you on the show. I like that. So Jermaine Johnson, it would be an honor if you would come on the show and spend some of your time on here. We'd love it a lot as uh, Jets fans ourselves and we hope that this reaches you and hopefully you you come on the show. Yes sir. Let's do it, Jermaine. I'm not going to edit none of that. Today. No, that's perfect. No, that's no perfect. but even like us like planning it out either okay. <laughs> oh no edit. hell no no yeah, of course yeah, the twitter editing. clip will be edited yeah, but not, yeah not the not the pick yeah, side hell listen no. the People real that the, are listening, the real ones yeah. exactly I was the saying, real ones listens yeah. two hours and ten minutes into it yeah, then it really it's the, the fans of us plotting on it yeah, yeah. They, they learn they're listening to how we plot about things who knows maybe you're making sauce there are definitely people that listen to the very end because we say spicy things towards the end and they'll call us at the end that's usually when we're just bullshitting about god knows what yeah yeah. Even though Ryan Mallett was like scolding, scolding hot take 
wide receiver in fantasy, Marquise Brown's top 10. Top 10? Top 10. Not a fan. He was, what was he, 12 last season? Nah. He was like 22. I think you're, that sounds right. That yeah, sounds right. Alvaro and I were actually talking about that. That sounds night. really like right. That sounds right. Because he said the same thing. He's like, bro, it's like, why do you see Brady? I'm like, no, he wasn't. You got to think. He was but, at one point. You got to think, like, the, early. the amount of receivers in this. No. And that's. Like, is he going to be better than DJ Moore? There's anomalies. Is he going to be better than DJ Moore? Fantasy wise? Yeah. Big play wise? Fantasy wise. But, but that's what I'm saying. Big plays in fantasy play play more points. Yeah, well, touchdowns. And exactly. Yeah. And he's going to be a big play machine. So you got Hollywood over DJ Moore in fantasy this year? Yes, in fantasy. Okay. So the Eagles are on the clock. They took Cam, Cam. Jurgens, the center. A PFF users picked Nicobe Dean, and I was one of those. <laughs> Everyone picked Nicobe Dean. I, I picked Nicobe Dean. At this point, bro, all these PFF guys, like, yeah. bro, the last picks, Nicobe Dean, Nicobe Dean, Malik Willis, Sky Moore, Malik Willis, Malik Willis, Malik Willis. So, like, it's all, like, no one, a lot of casual fans, they don't know the players at this point. So yeah, they're yeah. just taking the four nobody or five does, guys they know. Nobody knows. Nobody does, for the most part, heavy yeah. scouting. You know, you I mean, know this who, is what they get paid. You know to Cam Jurgens. All right, Bernard Raymond. No, you're big Cam Jurgens. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Bernard Raymond. Here we go. This is where they go. The Steelers. They're not doubling up at quarterback. <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> like we said earlier, we are going to. Um, I don't know what you. What do you guys want to do right now? Do you want to finish off the second round of the draft, or do you want to end the show here? We can end it, and then we talk about rounds two, yeah. three. All I would say there's only like a handful yeah. of guys yeah. that really matter. So ne- <laughs> next show is going to be Monday or Tuesday. We're going to try to fit in a basketball episode there because we know the playoffs are starting the second round. Oh, yeah. Celtics oh, yeah. and five. So Celtics and five. Thank you Come for on. listening and or watching. You can follow us at on Instagram and TikTok at Pickaside Podcast, on Twitter at Pickaside Pod. Buy merch at PickasidePodcast.com. Thank you for listening and or watching, and we'll see you next time.